Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another Friday field edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color on a March Madness Friday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Makina McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, at SidK80, that's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino Score McGee on the IG. And make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. Mm-hmm. And also, too, you can catch all of our other live five five live shows. If you happen to miss them, uh, you can watch them and you know, listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms at Sports Zone Shy. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Shy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the podcast version of this program, Second City Sports, you could do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have a comment or question or any of our, our topics during our show today, during our now less than two-hour extravaganza, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I've given Lakina full control and give you the Bill and Beer boot. Bye-bye. We know that March Madness is going on as we currently speak. We will keep you updated on all the scores uh, across the country uh, at the bottom of and top of every hour. Right now, the Loyola Ramblers of Chicago, they are losing to the Ohio State Buckeyes in Pittsburgh in that first game by the score of 23 to 18. We will keep you posted on that one. And we have Auburn in Jacksonville State going on in the city of Buffalo right now. They're going to the back and forth affair. We'll, as we said, we'll keep you updated uh, on the tournament scores from, between now and 2 o'clock. If you're watching a game uh, at work or you're working from home watching the game, just turn the sound down and turn us up right here on Sports on Chicago. We're second city sports with myself and Lakina McGee. Lakina, let's keep on the basketball theme, but let's start off with the Chicago Bulls. They are seven losers of seven of their last night games. They are at Phoenix tonight to take on the Suns. Lakina, they have lost their last two games on this road trip. Are you upset yet as a Bulls fan? Are you ready to jump off a cliff? They lost to the Utah Jazz 125 to 110 on Wednesday. But 
the game that got most Bulls fans upset the most, including yours truly, was the game against the Sacramento Kings on Monday. What the hell was that? Yeah, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, what happened there? But, you know, De'Aaron Fox, you know, plays very well against the Bulls for whatever reason. Davion Mitchell had like 18, which is a season high for him. He's who? a very – what what'd you say? He's like a very – I said who? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, sort of one of those, you know, again, you know, the weird things happen when, you know, guys, you know, play the Bulls. They always, like, they, they turn to something else. But it, it's definitely kind of like, you know, it's definitely a cause for concern. Especially if you're, you know, you're the Bulls, you're trying to keep pace with all these other teams. You know, you got, you know, Brooklyn's, you know, been playing, you know, pretty well. We'll get to them in a second. Then you've got, you know, the Celtics have been pretty hot lately and, you know, everything else. That was just an inexcusable loss. And I, I feel like, you know, am I starting to get a little bit concerned? Yeah, I'm starting to get concerned a little bit because you're in a very tough West road, road trip. That was a win you needed to have. We'll, we'll see what happens tonight against Phoenix, you know, Utah, you know, look, Zach, you know, looked really good, you know, bat, you know, Gibby knee and all, but unfortunately, you know, so, so did, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, that's Mitchell we, we know about, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's also too, like, you know, Vujan, you know, struggled in that game against Utah, you know, DeRozan looks like, you know, you know, guys are starting to, teams are starting to figure out how, you know, to defend him, so he's been struggling a little bit lately, so it's definitely one of those things where you're kind of like, you're starting to sort of wonder, like, okay, are they starting to kind of get back to being the Bulls that we thought they were? Caruso came back, you know, he got banged up, but it looks like he'll be good to go tonight. It, it's sort of like you're, you're you're kind of wondering, like, okay, well, what what's going on here? Can this be fixed? And you know, you're getting you know closer and closer to the end of the season. You know, it looks like you know, good news is that P will you know, has been clear for basketball contact. <laughs> so hopefully, eventually, he could be back within the next week or two. Lonzo seems like he's on his way back as well. I, I, I'm not like there, like in panic mode, but I am starting to get concerned. You're listening to Second City Sports on a March Madness Friday edition. Sid Lakina here with you on live and in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We have a question for you, Bulls fans. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube, typing your answers in the comments section. Which player are you worried about the most, Demar Derozan or Nikolai Vucevic? Here's the the reason why I asked that question. DeMar DeRosa has been carrying this team all year long. He's having an MVP-type season. He's averaging over close to 30 points a game. Uh, he's the number one go-to guy for this team. And uh, how long can he keep this up? Uh, it, it's, it's only so much that he could do before he tires out. You worry about him being fatigued? On the flip side, as uh, I hate to use this term, Lakina, but you on Bulls tw- Twitter way more than I am, but uh, Nikolai Vucevic, who was the big acquisition around this time last year, he's been the whipping boy of, of many Bulls fans, and he had another bad game on Wednesday night. We'll uh, give you the stats in just a minute, but we all know that he's not a great defensive player. Uh, he's not known for that, but uh, sometimes he can give you a little bit on the defensive end, but most times not on the offensive end. He can shoot his butt off from the outside, but he refused to go down low and post up inside when he has the matchup in his favor. Now, yeah, can both can both those guys ride the wave if they turn it around going into the playoffs? Yes, but if I had to answer this question, which player I ain't worried about the most? I'm saying DeRozan because he's been carrying this team all year long. We didn't know about the uh, injury uh, knee issues for Zach Levine. He's still going to miss a couple of games here, there between now and the end of the regular season to get ready for the players. And I think that's a smart move for the Bulls. And plus, Zach Levine is looking for max money this summer, which I think he's going to get no matter what. 
But between Vucevic and DeRozan, I'm worried about more of DeRozan because uh, this is a, a prime time. This is the best time of the season to get ready for the playoffs, get that rotation set, and get the chemistry going. And we don't know about Lonzo Ball if he, if he comes back before the regular season. Now, I'm worried more about that. But back to my question, which player I'm worried about the most, DeRozan or Vucevic? You can make the case for either run. I'm going with DeRozan because how much energy are you going to have come playoff time? And that's going to be the thing here. I mean, you're 32 years old. You got to think it's starting to kind of you know, get fatigued a little bit. You wonder, though, as the season you know, starts to wind down, will he get to the point where he may have to sit out maybe a couple of games here and there so that he can kind of get ready and get refreshed for the playoffs? We don't know what the style with Lonzo is, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully he'll can come back before the – you know, the start of the, the playoffs, you know, let, let's hope so. I mean, you know, the Bulls have like the toughest, you know, schedule coming up, you know, these in the last like 17 games. And I think that's going to be another thing. You, know, you want to be battle tested, but you want to get to the point where you're like, you want to have that confidence ready as you get into the playoffs. You know, Zaxney, that's going to be an issue all season long. We already know this. Boosh is going to be up and down. You know, guys need to step up a little bit. You know, AO, look, remember, people need to remember AO is still a rookie. I mean, yes, he's played a lot of minutes, but, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to be doing some rookie things still. And I think people need to kind of just, you know, be patient, just take it one game at a time and just let, let's, let's just, you know, start getting ready to kind of like, you know, hey, let, let's try to stay outside of that plan to get, stay out of that sixth seed mm-hmm. so that maybe we can kind of, you know, the Bulls can kind of start getting ready for perhaps maybe host a playoff series. Because I don't look, you know, can Boston keep it up what they're doing? I don't think they can. You know, we'll see if Philly, you know, can they keep it up? You know, Miami is still a factor as well. So I think, look, there's still a lot of, you know, things I got to figure out for the Bulls. And I'm not worried yet, but, you know, know, before we get to to the rest of the NBA, but I feel like maybe, you know, this sort of gets to a point where I think maybe being battle tested is probably a good thing. And perhaps hopefully once the Bulls do get healthy again, maybe we can kind of see what this team really is made of. Take a look at the numbers from the last game for the Chicago Bulls, which resulted in a loss, a 15-point loss to the Utah Jazz on the road on Wednesday. DeMar DeRozan uh, added 25 points, including two for two from downtown. Zach Levine led led the Bulls with 33 points in 33 minutes of action, including five for 10 shooting from downtown. Uh, Javante Green had five points, four rebounds, and two assists. Nikolai Vucevic, as I mentioned earlier, in 29 minutes of action, he had 10 points, 11 rebounds, but that's not the double-double stats that we're used to seeing from Vucevic. He has to step it up a little bit more. As you mentioned, Ayo Dusumu, he had 15 points, uh, six assists, and three re- rebounds. He was also in foul trouble uh, during the majority of that game. And Kobe White off the bench had 12 points uh, off of five or ten shooting, including two or five from downtown. Tristan Thompson had five rebounds and five points in 16 minutes of, of action. They didn't get much help outside of Kobe White from their bench, and, and that's also another concern not to me people are talking about. And, yes, you have your three big stars in DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic, but the rest of the guys off the bench has to pick it up. You mentioned Alex Caruso uh, uh, got nicked up in that last game. He, hopefully he, go, he goes tonight against Phoenix. But uh, that bench production has to be uh, a little bit better. I think that's something they're going to have to address during the offseason. How about having guys there that can kind of, you know, be, you know, take that, you know, that pressure away from the guys, you know, on the on the floor right now. And I think they're not getting any help. I mean, look, you know, Troy Brown Jr. is doing what he can, but you know, he only do so much. And Derek Jones Jr. can only do so much as well. So it's sort of one of those things where you kind of like, you know, you gotta, you just, you just gotta try to roll with the punches. Hopefully, like the Bulls can kind of figure this out. 
And the Espresso is not against Phoenix. Phoenix is, you know, has the best record in the league, and they're showing you, they've showed you why these last, you know, this whole season that that you know going to the finals last year wasn't a fluke. They had a really good week. Mm-hmm. They won both their games. They won at New Orleans, and they won, you know, they they won at Houston. And they're look, they're without you know CP3 still, so they're definitely holding down that number one seed and that top spot in the West. So I think you know as we get into the rest of the NBA, you know. Hopefully the the Bulls can stay with the Suns. I mean that, that's going to be tough to do. It's definitely going to be a scoring fest, no doubt. It could be like yeah. first like one twenty or something like that. Yeah, I was going to ask you where you're looking forward to uh, in tonight's game against Phoenix. That's at nine o'clock locally on NBC Sports Chicago, nationally on NBA TV via Bally Sports Arizona. Uh, Phoenix checks in as a five and a half point favorite. Okay, so I would definitely maybe you could get you know, close as long as the Bulls keep it close. I think that might be, you know, that's really the best, all you can ask for for a team like Phoenix. You know, even though like I said they're out without CP3, but they've got a really look. We know what Devin Booker can do. We know what DeAndre Aiden can do. They've got mm-hmm. you know, group, you know, great you know bench you know bench play too. So that's probably going to be definitely going to be the the edge that they'll give the Suns the, the edge tonight. But you know, let's, as we get into the, the rest of the NBA, I, I think, look, if they can keep it close to the, if the Bulls can at least keep it like under like 15, I think that would be, that would be a win. <laughs> would you take that to the bank or? Well, I'm not, well, I'm not that big of a gambler. So I look, my, my, my bracket's already like busted. So let, let, let's, move <laughs> it, let's move it on. Let's move it on to the rest of the NBA. What caught your eye this week? A lot of scoring was the thing yes. in the NBA this week. Yeah, back-to-back 60-point uh, games, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we'll start with Monday's uh, Timberwolves Spurs game, 149 to 139. Carl Anthony Towns, who won the three-point shooting contest at All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, he had 60 points. He had 32 points alone in the third quarter. Uh, I guess I forgot who the Timberwolves uh, sideline reporter uh, is. Uh, her name is. She told him, like, you had 32 points in the third quarter. Uh, he truly didn't know. They like, did I? She said, yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. that, but uh, Car Anthony Towns is starting to I- improve his game. He's a former all-star. Uh, he said he wants to be the best big man shooter ever. He's on his way to doing that right now. So and don't look uh, look out, don't look out now. But as we told you in the last episode, Minnesota's starting to climb out the stand. He's out of that seventh spot in the in the Western Conference playoff standings. Uh, we said it was gonna be a log jam between Utah, Denver. Yeah, Utah, uh, Denver, and uh, we'll get to Memphis in a minute. Utah, Memphis, and Dallas. Uh, Minnesota's starting to make some noise quietly. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of inching up there, and I don't think people are kind of you know not paying attention. And I think you know, you know, Cat you know, was playing inspired because it was around the time last year his parents went to the hospital for COVID, and sadly, you know, his dad recovered, but you know, his mom passed away. So I'm sure he was mm-hmm. probably playing inspired, you know, with that performance on Monday, you know, 149, you know, 139, I mean, 60 points. I mean, geez, but, you know, going into some of the, uh, the other action from this year, uh, Kyrie had a nice showing against, and with mm-hmm. 60 himself against uh, Orlando, 150 to 108 was a final on that Tuesday game against Orlando. And of course, you know, Kevin Durant scored 53 a couple of days prior on Sunday. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, unfortunately, I think, you know, this is going to be the consistency that you're going to miss because of the fact that once the playoff starts, you know, Kyrie's not going to be able to play in some of these places. So it'll be interesting to see how all this maps out. I don't want to get into the whole political thing because that's not what we mm-hmm. do here. But uh, let's just say it's going to get very interesting as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. Yeah, let's just hope that the Nets, uh, if you're a Nets fan, they don't play in Toronto because, uh, as we said before, Canada still has their strict rules regarding uh, CV-19, and we'll leave it at that. But 
uh, Brooklyn, if they could put it all together, and hopefully, like you said, that mandate would be lifted soon because that's affected baseball too. We'll get to baseball next hour. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Brooklyn somehow the, things can work out in their favor, they do have they do have a shot. But just uh, they had to go through so much right now, and they, we'll see what happens. Now I mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies earlier. They won their last game on Tuesday against the Indiana Pacers, one thirty-five to one hundred two. I was watching Sports Center earlier today. Uh, they had their NBA analysts. Uh, Kendrick Perkins on and Sage Steele uh, asked him the question, who do you think is going to win the West? And Perkins said the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies because uh, he liked the play of John Morant, but we forget mm-hmm. about Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, who's uh, coming out. It was coming out of nowhere this year. Mm-hmm. Also you had Jared Jackson anchoring the defense. And so, and you also have Kyle Anderson, who had, had some yep. uh, nice moments in last year's playoffs against Utah. You know, they lost their five games. Mm-hmm. But the Memphis Grizzlies, we don't want to. Yeah, yeah, we don't count them out. We talked about them all year, Lakina. Uh, this team, they're, they're sitting at the fourth spot. Now, now they're climbing higher. Of course, uh, we'll get to Golden State in just a moment. But uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, they're going to be a tough out for somebody come playoff time. You know, hopefully, they'll have the right matchup because you hate to see a team like that having a nice season. They get rewarded against an opponent that they can't match up against. Yeah, like a Dallas or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going to be the thing where I know I know Jay Williams, you know, caught some flack on Twitter for saying that, oh, you know, the Memphis, Memphis couldn't make the, you know, the NBA finals. I mean, they could, but again, it's all about mm-hmm. matchups. And we'll, we'll get to that as you know, we get down the line. I like that Memphis squad. You know, they, you know, look, they were able to hold down the fort with John Moran Ender. So I think that yeah. should have been like a sign where like, look, maybe this team is pretty good. So, you know, like you said, with Bain and Anderson and, and Jackson, you know, they mm-hmm. can, they got the guys that can play, they can play defense too. So they're kind of giving your know, folks a, a, a nice little run here and uh, we'll see what happens uh, with them now. Uh, one team that I, I bet, you know, is anyone trying to figure out like, you know, we, 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 we see that we have this discussion every week about, uh, the Lakers, um, they lose. To, <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah. Well, I don't think there's there's any good that you can say about you know, the Lakers at this point. I mean, they gave up 61 points in a game a couple uh, the, fir- the first half against Phoenix a couple of days ago, and I, I'm just like, really? Like, what, what what's going yeah. on here? And, you know, and it's like, you know, there's a whole lot of thing going on. You got legends, you know, Laker legends. You got Magic and James Worthy and others. You know, other uh, other Laker greats are now chiming in. So I, I honestly don't know like what to say. <laughs> It's, it's before we get to like the schedule because I know we're going up and it gets near it. But what 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 what's there left to say about the Lakers? I mean, that hasn't already been said. The crazy thing is 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 that they're still right there in the the playing spot. So I I, I don't know what to what else you can say at this point. <laughs> Unless New Orleans or San Antonio catches fire, the Lakers going to make it by happenstance uh, uh, with the tenth mm-hmm. spot. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's how I see it. That's how I see it right now. And I watch. Uh, the majority of that second half of their uh, last game uh, this past Monday against Toronto. That Toronto team is very good. That's another team we're yeah, not uh, the people are not talking about. We mentioned them periodically on this show. Scotty Barnes should be number two for rookie of the year behind uh, behind Evan Moby of Cleveland of, a, of Cleveland. Scotty Barnes is really good. But uh, I watched the, most of that second half of that Lakers Raptors game on Monday. There were boos uh, coming down oh, yeah. from Legoland. When was the last time you heard that? On a consistent basis, LeBron James yelling at his teammates, mm-hmm. slamming down the ball a few times, and then there were some empty seats at we won't call it that new arena, but the arena normally, formally known as Staples Center. Staples Center. Uh, yeah. And when was the last time that's happened? 
Yeah, it's just definitely, you know, that Toronto, well, like you said, we'll get to that Toronto squad in a second, but I've never seen, because I, I caught a little bit of that game, and I, I was I was just floored by by the, the fans there. They were not happy, and like I said, LeBron, you know, just, just like you said, he was just not acting like himself. You know, he's not having fun. And look, I, I think, look, you had your chances. You, you could have gotten, you could have brought DeMar DeRozan back home. You could have gotten Buddy Heald. I mean, yeah. but no, you wanted Russell, Russell Westbrook and look what's <laughs> happening. And, you know, it's not, you know, Carmelo's starting to show his age a little bit. You don't have a lot of, you know, guys on the bench that you can rely on. So, I, I mean, like that, 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 that Lakers team is just like, there's really like nothing more like you can say at this point. Cause I, I just feel like, you know, there's a, there's a, they're a team that I, I just, like, I, I don't know what else can you say that hasn't already been said. Yeah. We could do like the whole first take thing all we want, but I, I, I just, I honestly don't know what, what can, what, what it is just like, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted right now. Uh, in other injury news from around the league, Steph Curry uh, yes. injured his left Steph foot uh, in the 11088 loss to the Boston Celtics on Wednesday. Of course, uh, Marcus Marcus Smart, <laughs> uh, shout out to the late great Tommy Heinsohn. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Smart was dumping for a loose ball and, and, and turned on Steph Curry's left knee. Yeah, no, sorry, left but, foot. Yeah. It looks like Steph Curry's going to be okay, but he may return before the end of the regular season, but he should be ready for the playoffs. Golden State, as I told you, Lakina, I really like their squad, especially after the return of Clay Thompson. It looks like he's starting to get his feet from underneath them. Jonathan Kuminga has been playing well. Jordan Poole mm-hmm. starting to step up. Andrew Wiggins, the all-star. Uh, he needs to step it up a little bit more. There's only 12 games remaining in the regular season. Golden State has fallen from from, from that two spot behind Phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you uh, do? You think the Warriors will drop drop out of that num- number three spot? I think they'll still be. I think they'll. I think they'll still be right there for that number number two. I I feel like this team is way too good and way too deep. Even if that you have to, even if you have to kind of like maybe sit step a little bit. If you had to sit him for like maybe a couple of weeks or the rest of the regular season, you may have to do that if you keep him fresh for the playoffs. So, if you have to sit him, you know, then so be it. I mean, look, this isn't this isn't Steve Kerr's first rodeo, so I'm sure he knows how to manage stuff, you know, and then the pain and everything, and that's still going to be an issue too. And you, but you can see that you know he is missed. I mean that that the game is against Boston, one ten eighty eight. You know they only scored eighty eight points. They didn't really get a lot of production on the bench. You know, yes, he, uh, Clay did what he could. You know, he only scored eighteen. Mm-hmm. Pool led the way. You know, replaced him with twenty nine. But you know they didn't. You know, Steph struggled. You know, of course, you know he got hurt. You know, Otto Porter Jr. had his struggles. Draymond still, you know, trying to get his legs going. So. Hopefully, once you know Draymond gets his legs going, maybe we can kind of start seeing a little bit of that, you know, that team, and then maybe Steph can, you know, when Steph comes back, you know, we can kind of finally see that Warriors team that we saw earlier this season, you know, early in the season before Clay came back. But at this point, you just gotta kind of have to hope and pray if you're a Warriors fan that they can kind of like stay right there in that number two slot. But they got a lot of got a lot of teams behind them after that. Straight ahead, more NBA talk, and also we'll have to get into free agency in the NFL. It's off to a flying start. The Chicago Bears, <laughs> let's just say they can't uh, get over themselves, uh, tripping over their own two feet. But maybe this uh, situation will work in their favor. We'll discuss and more as you're listening to the March Madness Hashtag Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We'll see you on the flip side. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls back home. They'll host the Cavaliers. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at United Center. Chicago snapped a five-game losing skid with a 114-108 win at Detroit on Wednesday. The Bulls are fourth in the Eastern Conference, three and a half games out of first behind the Sixers, Bucks, and the Heat. The Cavaliers have won two straight. They're sixth in the East, five games out of first. NHL Thursday, the Blackhawks fell 4-3 at Boston. Brandon Hagel had a pair of goals for Chicago. Alex Debrinkit with a goal and an assist. Kevin Lankinen made 32 saves. The Blackhawks at Ottawa tomorrow night. The LA Chargers have agreed to acquire defense and Khalil Mack from the Bears in exchange for a pair of draft picks. The Chargers are expected to send a second round pick this year and a 2023 sixth round selection to the Bears for the three-time All-Pro defender. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earned Kohl's cash? Here's to longer days and more time to save. Select styles, 15% offer ends March 20th. Hurley, Champion, Adidas, coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z530M Z-Track mower. Jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. You're riding around, it's like going on a go-kart. And for Rodney, he uses his John Deere X350 lawn tractor to turn his yard into... My happy place. It's a great place to do Tai Chi. I work on my mind, body, and well-being. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we continue to talk NBA basketball. But before then, we'll give you an update on the two uh, games going on around the college basketball tournament. Early in the second half, we have Ohio State 25, Loyola of Chicago 18. And at halftime, Auburn leads Jacksonville State by the score of 39 to 27. We'll get to deeper into a March Madness talk next hour. Again, let's co- continue the discussion uh, on the NBA by giving you the schedule for this weekend's games. We'll start off with the Friday night schedule tonight. Uh, Philadelphia will host the Dallas Mavericks at 6 o'clock. Philly is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That should um, be a fun one. Yes, it should be fun. Uh, remember, Dallas beat the Brooklyn Nets on the mm-hmm. last second bucket on Wednesday. Spencer Dinwiddie! Yeah. Wasn't he a former bull at one time? Yes, he was. He was. Thank you, Jim Boylan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, at 6.30 it, at MSG, the Washington Wizards will play the New York Knicks. The Knicks are a six-point favorite. Why? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Also at six thirty, the Toronto Raptors will host the Los Angeles Lakers. They'll wrap up their two games uh, season series. Of course, as we talked about in our last segment, uh, Toronto put it on the Lakers uh, at the stadium, formerly known as Staples Center, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So that game's at six thirty tonight. Toronto's favored by nine points. The NBA TV game, uh, the first game of the NBA TV doubleheader tonight. Well, featured the Atlanta Hawks hosting the Memphis Grizzlies, John Moran Ooh. versus Trey Young. Ooh, that should be a fun one. And for those of you who are wondering, ESPN is showing the women's t- basketball tournament, so that's why 
You're not mm-hmm. seeing your the NBA TV is you know showing the uh, the double the Friday doubleheader. At six thirty, continuing the Brooklyn Nets will host the Portland Trailblazers. Brooklyn favored by fourteen and a half. Also at six thirty, Denver at Cleveland. The Nuggets will play the Cavaliers. This should be a fun one. Too bad Jerry Allen is out, but yeah, you're still going to get some great basketball. I think, in my opinion, Denver is a road favorite. At seven o'clock, OKC Thunder will travel to Miami to take on the Heat. At seven o'clock, Pacers at the Rockets. Boo. At seven thirty, we have New Orleans at San Antonio. Both those teams are trying to chase the Lakers down to for that playing tournament. Oh mm-hmm. boy! At eight mm-hmm. o'clock, the Los Angeles Clippers will play the Utah Jazz. At nine o'clock, Boston at Sacramento. The Kings—they're terrible. That's mm-hmm. why if you're a Bulls fan, you're upset what happened last Monday. But anyhow, of course, the Bulls and the Suns will be part of the NBA TV doubleheader at nine o'clock. So that's your schedule for tonight. Tomorrow, Saturday, you got Milwaukee and Minnesota. That should be a fun one. No, no, the start time though at four o'clock. Should be a good one here in Charlotte. You got Dallas, you know, you playing the Hornets. That's at six o'clock on NBA TV. Hornets are back at five hundred. Yes, they are. Uh, Cleveland and uh, they host Detroit. And the interesting thing happened uh, last night in uh, the only game in the NBA on Thursday. Uh, points, which is a career high for him. Of course, no one notices because everyone's watching the tournament. So. Yeah. <laughs> It also didn't. It also didn't help that it was the only game, so that should be you know just say, but you know it is what it is. Uh, that should be a you know the battle of young teams there. Cleveland, Cleveland coming off a back to back, so we'll see how they look tomorrow night. Los Angeles, you know, you know Lakers and the Wizards. You know, Lakers are trying to hold them with you know via threat to that you know play in one of those play in spots. You know, Washington still, even though with everything going on with Beal being out, they still are right there in that you know Eastern Conference stuff for that play in. So. Yeah, go figure. How. Yeah, Christos Porzingis, who they acquired at the trade deadline from Dallas. So we'll yeah, he's see what happens really with him. Helping Neo, keeping them afloat. And that yeah. is the schedule for Saturday. Tomorrow. And going to Sunday's schedule, at 2.30 we have Portland at Indiana. Also at 2.30, Memphis will play the Houston Rockets. At 5 o'clock, the Pelicans will travel to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. At Also at 5 o'clock, the Thunder will take on the Orlando Magic. Two bad teams there. Also at five, 5 o'clock, the Suns will travel to Sacramento to take on the Kings. At 6.30, we have the Jazz taking on the New York Knicks from MSG. At 7 o'clock, Boston at Denver will do battle. That's going to be a good one. That will be about, probably my game of the night there, going back and forth with the tournament. At 7.30, we'll have the 76 Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Toronto Raptors and another good one there. At 7.30, without Seth Curry, the Warriors will host the San Antonio Spurs. Let's see if the Spurs can steal one on their court. As, as the Spurs are trying to chase down the Lakers for that 10th spot in the Western Conference play-in tournament. So that's your schedule for Sunday and for this weekend from the National Basketball Association. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago along with Sydney Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. That's me. You got Sydney Brown. That's that's he. I got you know, the little, the, 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 <laughs> there, uh, the little like, reflection there. But uh, all right, so let's go to the gridiron now. NFL free agency. There was a big trade that came down the pipe just before those night games and March Madness last night. We'll start with that one. Devontae Adams. Nope, he's not with the Packers anymore. He was traded for a first, you know, for a first and second round pick for this year to da-da-da-da, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> where he's going to be playing with his former college teammate from Fresno State, Derek Carr. If you guys remember, 
you know, Card broke all types of records, school records. I think he still holds some of those passing records. And I think, you know, Devontae, Devontae had like some, you know, some uh, receiving records too. I think he's, you know, right still. And they won the inaugural Mountain West Championship. That's when the Mountain West Conference was formed back in 2012. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 years ago. Jesus, it's been 10 years. Good grief. Uh, yeah, that's why he wanted to go back. And now he has signed a new deal with the Las Vegas Raiders for, I think, like six years, like 128 or something like that, million, 125, 128 or something like that, give or take. And it's a lot of front loaded. And apparently the Packers were willing to pay him, you know, as I mean, you know, at, at or above the value that they were going to give Aaron Rodgers. Now, apparently Aaron Rodgers knew that this was going to happen, but mm-hmm. Adam said that he wanted to play with you know, his good buddy Derek Carr. They're actually neighbors now in in, uh, in California, in Oakland, I, I think, still. That's where they're from. What do you think about this? This is kind of crazy. I think this kind of literally came out of nowhere. We talked about the Russell Wilson trade last week, Lakina, and we said by default, and they made the playoffs last year, that the Raiders were the fourth team in that AFC West division. Mm-hmm. And uh, look at the what they've done this week. They picked up Chandler Jones from Arizona. He's definitely going to give them some pass rush. So desperately needed pass rush. And you added Devontae Adams offensively. You have running back um, um, Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs there. We saw what he did uh, against the Bears a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. And uh, that Oakland – Team, especially offensively, uh, is very nice. Uh, new head coach Josh McDaniels is going to have some new toys to play with. And defensively, they're starting to get better. So the AFC West is competitive, and it's going to be more competitive as, uh, as uh, I believe the season goes on. We'll see what they do in, in the draft. But on paper, as uh, uh, long as they don't have any major injuries, they're all go- uh, sorry, their Las Vegas Raiders defense is going to be nice to watch because we all know that Devontae Epps is a top wide, wide, five wide receiver in the NFL. He is, and uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting though, because that that whole that whole uh, division. You thought that you know maybe the Chiefs got the edge, but then they they pulled out some uh, some wins and some uh, some big signings. Then you get the you know, then the Raiders were going to be you know you know runaway hiding. No, no, they've made some moves. You know, they brought Max Crosby back as well, and of course you know Denver you know trade for Russell Wilson and some of the other moves mm-hmm. uh, with the Chargers. They brought Mike Williams back. You know they got Khalil Mack. From the trade with the Bears, so there's still you know there are a lot of you know pieces here, and I think you know AF, the AFC West is going to be the definitely going to be the vision to watch next year. And of course, you know Chandler Jones, you know, of course you know, you know signed with the Raiders as well. It, it's definitely going to be one of those things where you're kind of like okay, you put like all four teams now. Can both the teams still improve? You know during the draft and whatnot. But you also have to wonder too that the Packers could be a winner in this trade too because they're getting a first and second round pick for this year, not for you know a year for or two years from now. So they're thinking about maybe still winning. And you still you know there's a lot of wide receiver depth in the in the draft this year. So maybe you know if they're smart, then maybe they could you know get a get a another receiver. You got Chris Olive, you know among others. So you you wonder like can they get to that point? But you know, going back to uh to the Raiders here, I mean, like you said, I think Josh McDaniels is going to have a lot to play with. He didn't, he didn't have that when he was at Buffalo, so it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how he plays with these, you know, these toys. But I, I'm a little interested to see what oh, Denver, I should say, you know, about Josh McDaniels. But yeah, it's definitely it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this AFC West sort of shakes out because it's going to be one of those things you're you're kind of like, okay, this is this is definitely going to be like the the division to watch next next season. 
Going back to Green Bay, hopefully uh, they could use those picks wisely because, as we said before, the free agency started, they were $46 million uh, over the cap, and so they had to shed down some salary. Of course, uh, Zedarius Jones uh, was picked up by the Baltimore Ravens, and, of course, Devontae Adams was traded to the Raiders. But uh, with the, hopefully with the players that they pick up, if you're a Packers fan, at least as of right now, you had the chance to work with the Aaron Rodgers for one year. But as we told you guys before, this team is going to look very different next year. We'll see what happens with them going for for especially in the draft. But uh, the Packers, uh, they're a threat because of Aaron Rodgers, but that's not going to be the same team as you've seen over the last two or three years uh, knocking on the door to go to the Super Bowl. We just see how big of a step back they do take now. Zedaria mm-hmm. Smith, uh, you, know, you mentioned, uh, apparently he backed out of his deal with the Ravens. You know, Nobody really knows why. Apparently now he's mm-hmm. back – on the market, um, some other uh, tr- some other like signings. Lionel Collins got released by the Cowboys. <laughs> Last I saw, he was visiting the Bengals. Um, Damian Williams, you know, signing with the Falcons. We'll get to them in a second because they may have some big news here. Fletcher Cox, who I'm sure Bears fans were hoping that maybe that they feel that they may kick the tires on, but it turns out he's gonna get his his uh, contract restructured. He's gonna go back to to Philly, not officially yet, but it looks like that's what's gonna happen. You know, Allen Robinson got a nice little three-year deal with the Rams. And I'm very happy for him. I'm very for happy him. for him because uh, during his first year when the Bears went to the playoffs in 2018, we won't say what happened at the end there, but he was coming off a torn ACL from the year before in wheels with Jacksonville. and uh, he, he had close to 1,000 yards that year. He almost had back-to-back 100 uh, catch seasons. And, of course, mm-hmm. we, know, we know what happened at the end here. Uh, obviously, it wasn't all his fault. Obviously, it was – due to your nepotude head coach and the court lesser to a lesser said the quarterback that he couldn't quote unquote work with uh, I'm talking about Matt Nagy and Trubisky, but uh, I'm happy for Allen Robinson of uh, three years, $45 million, 30 of that is guaranteed, which is also important. He may replace OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. Those of you scoring at home, he'll replace OBJ uh, on that roster. And he's going to give Matthew Stephan a, a, a much needed uh, weapon to, uh, to look forward to. So things could open up for Allen Robinson in the office. The Rams, we, we always say they go for it every year. They still going to go for it, trying to run it back next year. Um, uh, that Rams offense, as soon as they can uh, get that running game healthy and going again, that, that passing attack could, that could be that much more dangerous. It could be. And it's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm very happy for him as well. Hopefully he can produce and play for that contract. Cause he would have gotten a bigger, bigger contract. How he had been produced, but like you mm-hmm. said, a lot of it wasn't his fault. So, that that's you know that's you know, said what's said there. Um, you know, the Bills made a couple of surprising moves. They got Von Miller, two times Super Bowl champion Von Miller, who I thought, you know, some people thought that maybe he's gonna go back to the Rams. He ended up going to the Bills instead for six year, 120 million dollars. That's almost 18 million per year. They also signed a veteran Bucks tight end OJ Howard. Speaking of the Bucks, you know they got Chris Godwin. He got his mm-hmm. money. He got he's getting forty million guaranteed in a new, in a new uh, three year deal. Cole Beasley's been released by the Bills, so we'll see where he goes. A lot of you know a lot of you know parts are moving. Probably the most you know interesting part is Deshaun Watson. Of course, well we won't talk about all the legal issues. Mm-hmm. We haven't been. We're not going to. It looks like it's down to the Falcons and the Saints. There were some others, you know, the you know, the the 49ers, you know, they backed out. Um, there, there are a couple other teams that have already backed out. Cleveland so. backed out Cleveland and Baker backed. Mayfield oh, well, we'll left the post we'll on, on IG. We'll get to him in a second, you know, but yeah, so uh, where do you see this going with Watson? 
Yeah, for him, it's coming down to Atlanta and New Orleans. I know Carolina had some interest. They kicked the tires. I don't think they're in the race now. New Orleans, they still have a veteran uh, all-pro right receiver, Michael Thomas. Of course, he missed Mm -hmm. all of last season. Of course, him and Sean Payton were on opposite ends of the spectrum. Now with Dennis Allen as the head coach, hopefully things will come awry there. If you, Deshaun Watson, uh, you still have a good defense in New Orleans, led led by Cameron Jordan. And they still have a few other playmakers there. So if you Deshaun Watson, uh, your best chance to go back to the playoffs is there. Atlanta is a mediocre team. And I, I know that the city, uh, that city, especially in the middle class area, is majority us black Americans. So he'll definitely get the support there. Deshaun Watson goes there. But Lakina, he, he does not have Calvin really for this upcoming season because of his gambling issues. And that, that, Atlanta roster is still growing. They still need a, a few more pieces. So I get that the franchise will be his if you'll go to Atlanta. But I think football-wise, the better decision will be New Orleans. Well, yeah, and I, I think, like you said, that's a, that's a big place for him. You know, in Atlanta, too, he's from that area. I'm wondering, though, like what's going to be, because I'm sure he'll get suspended, even though he's not going to be facing any any uh, criminal charges. But you wonder that. You know, how many games is going to get suspended? Will he get the four games or six games or maybe even half the season? Who knows? Because he's still under investigation by the NFL. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother thing. But it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I'm not going to guess where he where he goes because, I mean, he'll, he'll get, he probably will be starting the season. So especially after sitting out last year. But, you know, like, it's, like we've been saying, it is what it is. But uh, we'll see where that goes. Now, speaking of uh, Mr. Baker Mayfield, you know, keeping up with the quarterbacks. <laughs> Um, he uh, posted a really long, like, I don't want to say Instagram rant, but basically saying that he felt, you know, he felt disrespected by the Browns organization and, you know, this and that, you know, also apparently his, uh, his middle name is Reagan, which I did not, which I did not know that you know, <laughs> after all this, all these years, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, apparently, cause I guess they were trying to coast, like you said, so they were trying to kick the, the tires on Deshaun Watson. I guess, you know, Baker wasn't very happy about that. And now he wants to, must be traded out. Now, but now, you know, the, the Browns uh, brass has already said that they're not going to do that. They're not going to accommodate him. So this is going to get very interesting. Could this be another Aaron Rodgers type of situation where he doesn't play or whatever because he wants a new contract. Now he wants to get traded. The whole thing is, is a mess in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm with Ryan Clark of ESPN. I was watching NFL Live yesterday. Him and Dan Oslowski, uh were having a, a, a debate on what the Browns could should do with with uh, Baker and Ryan Clark, I agree with him. He said this, how can you bring him back to the locker room, especially after what he did yesterday? Mm-hmm. How can you bring him back if you're the Cleveland Browns? And then of course uh, they discuss of uh, uh, places that uh, potential places that he could go. Lakina. And I was thinking about this, this morning uh, um, preparing for the, for the show today. Didn't we have this discussion less than two months ago? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we had this discussion already that we 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 said that look, you know what what is what is there where is there going to be for for them to to go? I mean, could it go to maybe the Indy because they they need a quarterback now? Mm-hmm. Uh, who who else needs a really Seattle quarterback? Seattle needs a quarterback now. Uh, the New York Giants. New York Giants I know the, not, not to be people mention that, but yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes, he he, he's one of the of most visible personalities in the NFL with those progressive auto co- uh, insurance commercials. Uh, he can his personality. Can, could fit with New York City. The Giants do need a quarterback. They didn't get Trubisky. Daniel Jones, let's be real. He's not the answer. No, no. Maybe Pittsburgh. I know Trubisky's over there now, but maybe mm-hmm. Pittsburgh might be. But I doubt they're going to trade it within the division. 
Um, who else? Maybe the Titans. Maybe they can yeah, use them. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe. If you Mike Vrabel, can you really handle that personality? Yeah, exactly. I know he's yeah, a player's can. coach, but do you really want to deal him. with that? He might kill him. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> not literally. I'm not, right, not, right. not literally, but uh, of course, you know, he's not. You know, do you uh, San Francisco? I, I mean, do you, do you really want to? You know, if you're Kyle Shan, do you want to deal with that headache? You know, you're, you're pretty <laughs> been drama free, so there aren't that really that many places for him to go. And I, I feel like you know, you can't bring that back into the locker room, especially since he wasn't very productive last year. I know he got banged up, but mm-hmm. he still wasn't very productive. And you know, the Cleveland was right there for a playoff spot, but it was because of him being nicked up and everything else that it was just like it just wasn't you know, meant to be. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes because, yeah, there's a lot to figure out here. Yeah, assuming that Baker Mayfield goes, or whether it's draft time or right before training camp or what have you, which qu- which quarterback should Cleveland pick up? I think Jimmy Garoppolo uh, fits what Cleveland wants to do because Cleveland's a run-first offense mm-hmm. and they have a strong defense. And what San Francisco's, their game plan has been over the last two, three years, run the ball, play strong defense. Yep. And Jimmy Garoppolo... Uh, if it's that system and Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, he fits that per- that system perfectly. It'll be interesting to see because they could probably get a couple of you know first round picks or first and second rounder. So if you're San Francisco, you can probably use it to perhaps maybe get an old extra old line help or extra defensive line help. So that might be something that they're maybe John Lynch probably will think about. You're know, the GM for the 49ers. So We'll see what happens there. Now the Bears. Now this this just happened about an over an hour ago. Larry Ogajobi. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah, apparently, yeah, he uh, failed his. He was all set to sign with the Bears, but as with all trades, he got to you know pass a physical. Mm-hmm. He failed the physical. Now he's not signing with the Bears. But yeah, you know, but the good news is they did they did pick up they did uh, you know pick up uh, defensive tackle Justin Jones from the Los Angeles Chargers. So I guess they had he was kind of like mm-hmm. their backup plan. But it, this is a little bit crazy. This, this it, it does happen from time to time. But if you read the the statement from the Bears, you know from uh, Ryan Poles from the you know, GM for the Bears, you're, you're kind of it makes you kind of like scratch your head. <laughs> it does, but I'm not saying that this management is is. Perfect, I'm, but I'm not going to see you say they're uh, ineptitude either because they just gotten started. But <clears throat> I, I agree with our guy, Sean Sierra from Sean and Miami in the morning. You can listen to him every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to noon Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. And he, he said that both of them are are straightforward people. They're direct, and, and, and this is what this franchise, in terms of the Bears, uh, desperately need. And head coach Matt Eberflus, the new guy, uh, he's a no-nonsense guy. He's a very – detail-oriented person, and, and that's how that looks like that's how, how they're going to operate this thing on I mean, to get this situation turned around. Uh, if something's not right, you know, you just put it to the side, throw it in the trash and say, hey, let's move on. And that's what you have to do with these situations. You have to uh, turn over every leaf and, and see and kick the tires, as they say, to see that if the situation of this particular player fits your system, if it does, you just have to move on. Right now, the Bears are in the rebuilding phase, and I don't have a problem with it. I just hope that I know we're a long ways away from the draft and, of course, the start of training camp. But I just hope for me in my fear, I'm using air cross for those listening back on the replay on, on our podcast, uh, that this doesn't become a Jacksonville situation. You, you're going to potentially waste a good prime years of Justin Fields. But we have a long way to go. 
yeah, James Daniels, you know, decided they decided not to resign him. Of course, now instead he's going to the Steelers on a three-year contract. You know, what do you think about that one? Because I, I kind of feel like, you know, they got other you know, guys that can kind of like, you know, do the positioning and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was kind of playing out of position for all these years. And I think that's part of the, part of the problem. So he'll probably get an opportunity to do that in, in Pittsburgh. So yeah, it's a good move for the move. Steelers. Yeah. 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 Um, any other uh, trade? Because yeah, there, there were a lot of trades that have been coming up this last week. Anything else kind of caught your eye? Were there others that kind of like made you just, you know, scratch your head and think, huh? What about Randy Gregory signing with the Broncos? Yeah, pulling the fast one. He was supposed yeah. to, be, you know, he was all set to sign with the Cowboys. Then, like maybe like right before he was supposed to put the sign on the dotted line, I guess the Broncos offered him more money, and you know they were able to swoop him up. And that's another big pickup for the uh, the Broncos in the AFC West. And when he's not, I don't want to say once once he once he's healthy and not you know getting into trouble. Yeah, he is one of the best. <laughs> I I'll, I'll try to choose my words carefully. He's one of the best defensive ends in the league. You know, like like last year, I think like you know, I think like right up there, like we were pressure into the quarterback. You know, he was like right there, like near like the top in the top ten. So, what do you think about this move? Uh, and I heard some people say that this may put Denver over top as far as being a shoe in playoff team. That may be the case, but they still have some work to do, especially yeah. in the secondary. I know they still have Kyle Fuller over there from. Um, the former Chicago Bears defensive back. Uh, the rest of their uh, secondary still needs some work. O-line, uh, too. They yeah, the O-line, O-line too. O-line That's why Russell Wilson left Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's still you a lot of O-line that. issues. Yeah. yeah, if you don't fix that situation ASAP in Denver, Russell Wilson is going to have the same problems. Uh, you mm-hmm. need to show up their running back uh, position. So they still have some work to do. They are a, I think they are a, a borderline playoff team, but they still have some holes to fill. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like right there, but I'm not going to like give them the division just yet. I think no. it's still the Chiefs and the Chargers. I feel yes. like, you know, the Raiders might be up there as well. So they're, they're, like, there's still like a lot of moves to be made here on all fronts of those uh, those teams in the AFC West. Any other signings that kind of caught your eye? Because we've still got a couple more minutes left. Yeah, it's just like I said, that Randy Gregory one really jumped out at me. And like I said, their defense looks a little bit better on paper, but they still have a lot of work to do. We'll see what they do in the draft. Absolutely. What about you? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I think that Randy Gregory one. I, I feel like that kind of you know, caught a lot of people off guard. And I, and like you said, I think you know Dallas and what they're doing. I, I'm still kind of trying to figure <laughs> out like they, you know, they lost Gregory. You know, they released Lionel Collins. A lot of that is sort of like I think a lot of it was more money. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did bring uh uh Vander 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 Esch back. You know he was you know he was off the last couple of years, but uh you know it's I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what Dallas is trying to do. I'm still trying to like it, it's one of those days where I like you know do, do, does Dallas know what they're doing? I mean like I I feel like I don't know are they rebuilding? Are they trying to stay right there with an NFC with NFC East? I don't know. Um, so yeah, that, that's another interesting one. What's another one? Because there like I said, there've been like so. Many. Yeah, I said that uh, Von Miller moved to the Buffalo Bills, that's as you a, mentioned earlier. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that one I didn't see coming. Yeah, that that shocked a lot of people because I think I know he loved playing and then with the Rams, he got his second ring. A lot of people thought that maybe he probably would stay there, maybe in the three years, but maybe it was a money thing. I don't know, but it looks like Buffalo. Look, Buffalo's trying to win, win now, and I feel like you know, make this move, he could be like that leader on the defense. He has playoff experience. You know, we know this. So I think he kind of like call, I think you know Bills fans wish he had been there when you know that whole day with the, the the Chiefs and stuff, but that's another that's a whole another uh thing. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, Allen Robinson going to the Rams. Speaking of, I I think 
he really does deserve it. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure Matt Stafford will make sure he gets he gets the ball. So, and look, there's still a lot of guys out there on the market. You know, Zaria Smith, who decided not to sign with the Ravens for I, I'm still you know, trying to figure out why. <laughs> you know, he's still look. He's still out there. So there, there are a lot of guys that are still out there, and there might be some guys moving around. There, Jimmy G might still be moving around soon. So there's still a lot of guys that are out there. Cole Beasley's out there still. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. So there's still a lot of names out there. Yeah, back to the Bears quickly. I know we're running up against it for the uh, to close out the first hour. But wide receiver Byron Pringle from the Kansas City Chiefs signed mm-hmm. signed with the Bears. Yeah, I mean he was he was definitely productive. I think he's sort of one of those like guys that can move the chains. So I, I think, you know, yeah, he's not, you know, like maybe a Tyreek Hill or somebody like that, but I'm sure there's like a comfort level there with Ryan Poles and such. So I think that was more why he got signed and maybe that's probably it. But, you know, but I think he's look, he's a nice veteran, the receiver. You can't, never have too many of those. They got to replace Allen Robinson with somebody. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we'll see what happens with the Bears going for as they try to rebuild and get this ship back on track. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead. As you're listening to Second City Sports, I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Coming up, we'll get into March Madness. What a great opening day yesterday in the NCAA tournament. We'll give you an update on Loyola Chicago versus Ohio State. And we'll give you a quick preview of tonight's Illinois. Uh, Chattanooga Mox contest that'll take place tonight at 5:50 on True TV, I believe. And we'll have news from the baseball world and plus a whole lot more. You're listening to Second City Sports live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls back home. They'll host the Cavaliers. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at United Center. Chicago snapped a five-game losing skid with a 114-108 win at Detroit on Wednesday. The Bulls are fourth in the Eastern Conference, three and a half games out of first behind the Sixers, Bucks, and the Heat. The Cavaliers have won two straight. They're sixth in the East, five games out of first. NHL Thursday, the Blackhawks fell 4-3 at Boston. Brandon Hagel had a pair of goals for Chicago. Alex Debrinkit with a goal and an assist. Kevin Lankinen made 32 saves. The Blackhawks at Ottawa tomorrow night. The LA Chargers have agreed to acquire defensive end Khalil Mack from the Bears in exchange for a pair of draft picks. The Chargers are expected to send a second-round pick this year and a 2023 sixth-round selection to the Bears for the three-time All-Pro defender. For Lightning Fast Sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earned Kohl's cash? Here's to longer days and more time to save. Select styles, 15% offer ends March 20th. Hurley, Champion, Adidas, coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or account for details. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z530M Z-Track mower. Jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. You're riding around, it's like going on a go-kart. And for Rodney, he uses his John Deere X350 lawn tractor to turn his yard into... My happy place. It's a great place to do Tai Chi. I work on my mind, body, and well-being. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a deer.
Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports. We're live in the 11 color on a Friday edition. We are on the air right here on Sports Zone <laughs> Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. You have a question or comment for us during our last, now less than 60 minutes of this extravaganza of, of a show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Keenan will get them up on the screen for you. We're going to talk uh, about March Madness from yesterday in just a second, but we'll, let's give you an update on the games going on so far today. Uh, midway through the second half is number 10, number 10 Loyola Chicago. They trail Ohio State by the score of 42 32, 630 and counting left to go in that game. In the Midwest region in the first round, we have number two Auburn. Uh, trying to pull away from Jacksonville State is the number two versus the number 15 seed. Auburn leads Jacksonville State 55 to 31. And this game just got started 12 47. Let's go in the first half. In the West region of the first round is number three, Texas Tech over number 14, Montana State 26 to 7. That's your up. There's your update on the games taking place so far today in the early action. Lakina, let's go to. Uh, to yesterday's action we have four uh, double digit seeds um pull off upsets yesterday let's start off with the biggest one number two kentucky john calipari see you later buddy go home <laughs> they lose to Saints, number 15 st peter's uh the gamecocks pulled off the upset by the score of 85 to 79 in overtime for st mary's daryl banks the third had 27 points four rebounds two assists and Oscar Tish would be for um, Kentucky. Hope I pronounced his name correctly. He had 30.16 rebounds and two assists. Yeah, this is the first time, I believe, since Sienna. Sienna pulled off an upset. I think it was back in 08. I believe they pulled off an upset there. And now they you know, pull off, you know, now St. Pete's, who people will wonder, okay, they're the Peacocks, for those of you who are wondering. Mm -hmm. And also, too, they are in the Mid Atlantic Athletic Conference, MAAC, you know. Because from some perspective, the number one seed in that conference was the Iona Gales with Rick Pitino. So they were upset. You know, St. Pete's way were to kind of come in and such. Uh, this old nine Siena, you know, they beat Ohio State, if you remember that, Sid. Uh, they almost took down uh, number one uh, Louisville, you know, the, the overtime in the second round. So, and, you know, so, uh, you know, this is not the first time that, you know, a team, you know, from the mid Atlantic Athletic Conference you know, pulled off an upset here in the tournament. Now, St. Pete's, uh, it was a free throw shooting. For, for uh, Kentucky, I think they were like like forty, like forty, like not even forty percent from the free point. You know, the yeah, free, no, Coach Cal from Kentucky them. talked about it after the game. We missed shots and we missed free throws down the stretch of regulation. Because they had a chance to put St. Pete's away, but because they yeah. couldn't hit their free throws, you know, they were able to, you know, St. Pete's were able to come back and pull off the upset. Look, give give Sharon uh, Shaheen Holloway, I should say, that's the coach for St. Pete's credit. You know, they're in Jersey City, for those of you who are wondering where they are. Mm -hmm. and you know, 2,300 seeing, students, I believe yes, that's the total. Yes. Population, yeah, I heard small, that yesterday. Very small Catholic yeah. school in Jersey City, and if you saw the, uh, you know, the the reaction after they pulled off the upset, the students were very excited. I, I, yeah. I heard that there was like there's the classes were canceled today. <laughs> I heard so uh, <laughs> that was a nice nice little coup there for them. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, this is one of those things where like if you're John Calipari, I'm sure people are probably wondering. I'm sure Kentucky fans too. They haven't won a championship since 
you know, Anthony Davis was there. That was 10 mm -hmm. years ago. They had not been to a Final Four in, like, what, six or seven years? So yeah. they haven't even been past, I think, like, the Sweet 16, you know, in, like, in the last, like, five years, four or five years. So it's, you know, you wonder, people are wondering, you know, Kenny Payne, who was a big part of recruiting some of those guys, he, you know, recruited, helped recruit AD. He is now mm -hmm. back in Louisville. Of course, he played for Louisville and didn't come in the mid-'80s. You know, he's back home now. You know, they officially announced him as the head coach over at Louisville. And mm -hmm. you wonder, though, people are saying that was he the one that was helping kind of recruit a lot of those guys and, you know, and such. And they have to coach him up. Now, I got to think that I'm sure, you know, Kentucky fans are not happy about this. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just see what, you know, what Oscar Schreiber, what he does, some of the other guys there, because a lot of those guys could probably pass me leave from the NBA. Yeah, you know, they didn't make the tournament last year either because of, you know, all the, the turnover and such. But mm -hmm. you wonder, though, at, at this point, you're wondering, like, could, you know, should Coach Cal be, you know, afraid for his job? Yeah, we'll see what happens because, like you said, uh, instant success usually is expected with those Kentucky fans, but they haven't had it in a while. So we'll see what happens going forward. Continuing with the scores from yesterday in the Midwest region. Uh, number 12, Richmond, the Spiders, uh, upset number five, Iowa, 67-63. Richwood, Richmond, Richwood, Richmond. Jacob Gilliam, uh, Gillard uh, uh, had 24 points, six rebounds, six assists. Keegan Murray had 21 points, nine rebounds, and two assists in the losing effort for Iowa. Uh, shout out to our, our good friends of the show, Maya Kai uh, and Alyssa Bergamy. Both of them are, are – mm -hmm. Uh, Iowa I alums, I know they're both feeling it this morning. <laughs> yeah, they could. They, yeah, Not they, early they, this afternoon, but yeah, they were really struggling from three point, you know, three point range. Iowa, they're only six mm -hmm. for twenty nine for a three point range. That's not going to cut it. Look, I warned people when we did our show with uh, you know, our good buddy uh, WGN Rios, Andy Mazer, like you know, well, Richmond could defend. That was and one of my first upsets, and I told you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they, they could defend, and, you know, they're, they're one of those teams, you know, they're a veteran squad, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, Gilead, they're, you know, Gustafson, they're, and uh, KO, they're, like, fifth-year guys, four for fifth-year guys from the COVID years and such, so, look, mm -hmm. I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I warned people, like, look, you know, y'all better watch out for Richmond, and, look, this isn't Richmond's first first rodeo pulling off upsets of the double-digit seed. Check this out. It's the, you know, the ninth you know, game as a 12th seed or lower. That's five more than any other program since they did the CD thing in '79. So that's yeah. how that's how big of a history uh, Richmond uh, Richmond uh, is. So it's definitely one of those upsets where like there could be a potential Cinderella. Look, they're they're a team that you know they played in the uh, A10. They you know, they're not mm -hmm. they you know they played Davidson, Dayton, and in those you know St. Louis and those teams. They they know how to they know how to kind of grind you out. So and that's what happened against Iowa yesterday. Richwood, Richmond. Where's Samuel <laughs> Jackson, Coach Carter at? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking about yesterday. <laughs> in the West region, in the opening round, the other number 12 seed to pull off an upset was New Mexico State. They get by number five, UConn 70 to 63 for New Mexico State. Teddy Allen, jam, <laughs> had 37.6 rebounds, three assists. RJ Cole for UConn had 20 points. Scored uh, fifth, their final 15 points, Mr. Allen. I believe he's the player of the year from the WAC, I believe. Um, or at least, like, he was all WAC. So, you know, he's a guy that's been around for, for a little bit. And, you know, look, again, this is another upset where I think, look, this was another 12-5 that I had because I, I, I really felt that, you know, New Mexico State, yeah, I know people brought up, okay, yeah, they lost to Chicago State last month. Okay, fine. We we know. But <laughs> they lost a couple. Yeah, they lost Who cares? Yeah, they, 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 they were like 13-3 like and three or 14-3 and three in their conference. So, you know, whatever. 
But uh, look, I mean that 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 opening you know is open up, so that's gonna be a very they're gonna be a tough out for some for uh, for them uh, next round. I forgot to I gotta see who they play. I've got to check to see who they, they play the next round. But you know that they looked really good. So look, that's another veteran squad. Look, a lot of these veteran squads, you know, from these uh, mid majors. I mean, they're not afraid to, to push these big boys, and we saw yesterday. And look, I think you know UConn. I think they were just a little too young. This is like their first you know time back to turn like mm-hmm. s- like five years or something like that. So pretty hurt will get pretty hurt will get. To, I know UConn fans are not very happy about this, but you want to get a really good team with a really great player in Teddy Allen Jr. Yeah, those days of Jim Calhoun are long gone. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag March Madness Friday edition. I'm Sid Leslie Keenan. We're live in the Olympic Hall on Sports Zone Chicago as we discuss March Madness opening day from yesterday. Uh, it was one of those best days to remember as we continue to uh, recap uh, the games from yesterday. Number one, Gazaga had no trouble with Georgia State. It was the one versus the 16 <laughs> in the West Region, 90, no 93-72. Well, they were only up four, but like nine minutes left, Sid. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, I think they got bailed out a little bit because you they know, were just teasing us. I didn't yeah. fall for that foolishness. Look, Jordan said, I think once I think one of their like their top defensive guys like fouled out, so I think the rest mm-hmm. kind of helped you know, Gonzaga. That just shows that I don't trust Gonzaga. I'm sorry. I know I know you had a win in all set, but I'm sorry. That that <laughs> is the reason why I don't trust them. But you know, but we'll get to that in a second now. The other one, number number one seed that was actually yesterday, Kansas did what you're supposed to do to a number 16 seed. They jumped on Texas Southern you know, a little bit early. Remy Martin, remember that name from Arizona State? 15 yeah. points there. No, not the rapper. No, not the liquor. No, 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 no not him. Not him. You, remember, you played at Arizona State, transferred with to, after the, the COVID year, got another year of eligibility. Now he's playing at Kansas. 15 points for him leading the way there. They looked really good. You know, look, you're, look, they did what you're supposed to do against a, a, a 16 seed in Texas Southern. So that was a nice, uh, really great you know, team win for them. Um, going into that, you know, staying in that same uh, that part, uh, you know, Creighton had to come back against San Diego State. Yeah, way to go not make your free throw, San Diego State, really. Like, I had them <laughs> in the money line. That, that, that didn't work out for me. Uh, but, look, a nice comeback by the Blue Jays, and now they got to play Kansas in the second round. Uh, Baylor, same thing. You know, did what you're supposed to do to a number uh, yeah. 16, uh, under 16 seed. This case, it'd be Norfolk State. You know, Matthew Mayer had 22 leading the way there for them. Uh, Tennessee, you know, I look, I really feel like this team could be, a, I don't want to say sleeper, but they could be, definitely be up there. They uh, defeated Longwood. Vascovi, uh, Santiago Vascovi had a 16, 18 point, 18 points, I should say, leading the way for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA needed a comeback. I was <laughs> watching this one last night, the second half, as I, after I got home from my other gig, yeah. UCLA, uh, they had to sweat it, I guess. John Groshi, the former Illini uh, mm-hmm. basketball head coach. Illinois, yep. they got, yeah, mm-hmm. they got by Akron 57-53 to for for UCLA. Uh, Jamie Jacquez Jr., I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm butchering up his name. He had 15 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Uh, UCLA, they had to fight for this one. Tiger Campbell hit the go at three. That you know, put yeah. the game away for them. You know, if you don't remember him, he's like he got he's got that good that wild hair. You know, look, you know, he's a great player too. <laughs> it, it look, his game's not as wild as his hair. I, I promise. But uh, yeah, he kind of led the way there. Had to put the team on his back for that one. But yeah, a really nice team win for UCLA. Uh, they, like I said, they really need to you know grind that out. <laughs> you know, grow, you know, yeah. gross. You know, people don't know who Jim Gross. You know, that their team's going to push them. So. That was a really nice uh, win for them. Uh, Providence, you know, some people were wondering, could Providence maybe get, you know, a little bit of a hard time from the Jack Rabbits of South Dakota State, but they were to hold, hold them off. Uh, no need for any cardiac friars here, frantic friars as they, as they call them. 
uh, Arkansas against Ver uh, Vermont. You know, they you know, in the West region, they had to grind it out there, but mm -hmm. their defense, you know, held them off late. You know, St. Mary's. I mean, well, interesting though. Probably the best part about that game was a cheerleader that had to, you know, they hold. You had, she had yeah, to <laughs> they had to get to them just to get the get the ball from behind the backboard yeah, in front was, of those uh, cameras. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Good call by Andrew Catalan too with that in that in that one. That was really cool. He was actually he actually was the one who suggested it first, and you know, sure enough, you know, the, the Indiana trailer she comes in. I know that's gonna be her one shining moment. Unfortunately for Indiana, that was probably their only highlight. Unfortunately. Uh, Murray State. I know you want to get to this game, Sid. Murray State, you know, against San Francisco. I said first to 90 wins, and sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And uh, this was a really great game, probably the game of the night, I think. KJ yeah. Wills had, had uh, 19, 18 points. Uh, boy, uh, Jamie Jamari Bouye had 36 points. I believe he's all West Coast Conference, I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, kind of had the team on his back for a little bit, but it was Murray State that, you know, that you know held it together. They pulled away late, and with you know no with uh Kentucky no longer being in that part of the region, is it, it opens a spot for them. Yeah, as you mentioned, Tevin Brown has seventeen points uh, and eight rebounds. Check this out, Lakina. The uh, speaking of numbers flip flopping, San Francisco led by one at halftime, thirty-seven mm -hmm. to thirty-six. Murray State outscored San Francisco thirty-seven to thirty-six, in which forced overtime. Of course, Murray State scored nineteen. Uh, outscored San Francisco 19 to 14. San, uh, San Fran was right there, but it was the hot shooting of Murray State that pulled them through. As you say, Lakina, um, the first one to 90 uh, points wins, and Murray State, they could be another Cinderella potential as well. Well, don't call them a Cinderella. I mean, this isn't their first rodeo. I think they went to the they went to the they were they went to, the, went to the, uh, the Sweet 16 when John Morant was there so a few years ago. So it wasn't this isn't their first rodeo into this. So you know, going out to the Ohio Valley, remember they're going to the Missouri Valley next uh, this uh, next season. You know, they're going out in style. It looks like so. We'll see what happens there. Memphis, yay! Memphis. <laughs> Memphis. I know you were high on them. Uh, DeAndre yes. Williams had 14, and their defense mm -hmm. just stifled uh, Boise State. Um, but yeah, but yeah, this is probably one of the biggest surprises. They kind of dominated them, you know, in the second half. Yeah, I didn't expect uh, the uh, the domination to come from Memphis, but as you mentioned, uh, they set the tone in that first half, leading by 19 at the end of that first half. But uh, Memphis turned it on offensively to uh, to close it out in the second half. And like I said, uh, they really learned from that loss uh, against uh, Houston last Sunday in that conference title game. Let's see if they can keep it going tomorrow. Against Gonzaga, yeah. So that's going to be think, tough. That's yeah, going to be I, well, tough. Well, you know what? They got a couple of big guys, you know, up front that can give Timmy a little bit of hard time. If they can, you know, force the Zags to make you know, you know tough shots to to take tough shots, I should say, and miss them, we'll see what happens. You know, don't 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 count the Tigers just yet. Now, probably the biggest upset, you know, outside of the uh, St. Pete's, you know, beating Kentucky was Michigan uh, beating Colorado State. They came back. Yeah, uh, you know, Joel Howard made some halftime adjustments. You know, they came back and then win that game. You know, thanks a lot, thanks a lot, Rams. I, I had like that was they were the they were the kind of like the trendy pick. Hunter Dickinson. You and Romy being good friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw her. I saw her. Uh, her tweet. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but what do you think about this one? Eleven being now the six. Yeah, um, the Michigan's big guy Hunter Dickinson who made a big return to the lineup uh, for Michigan at the end of the season. Yesterday, he had twenty one point six rebounds in the assist. It, it was the defense with Michigan, obviously, that turned it around in that second half. Colorado just didn't know what to do 
down the stretch. They got ahead early. You know, they fed off their energy uh, with their early aggressive hustle play. Michigan was missing a lot of open shots early, plus they were turning the ball over a lot. You that you saw that script totally flipped in the second half. They did, and they were able to force Colorado State to take your know, tough shots and look, you know, give give Juwan Howard credit. I know that I know that mm-hmm. they they felt that that weight of your know, folks saying, well, y'all didn't deserve to be in the tournament, so you know they they proved so far, you know they have they 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 are Marquette and North Carolina. Uh, okay, we can skip this one. North kinda... Carolina. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Shut don't, up, Petey Pablo. Oh, Spin no, it like a helicopter. Don't you, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm, I'm begging you. Uh, I had to say that. Brady, Mon- Brady Monick had 28 leading the way for North Carolina. And, uh, ooh, they, they just, you know, Marquette just did not look good. They didn't. They couldn't. They just couldn't get it together. Yeah, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth, though. North Carolina had a, a strong start. They led by 28 uh, at the end of the first half. Uh, Marquette did make a run. Shout out to the Shaka Smarts. But it wasn't enough. As I said to you before, Lakina, I think I might have said this to you on our preview show. Uh, North Carolina's a good team, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to hit their stride next year. Hubert Davis will get the recruits that he really wants and uh, to help keep North Carolina at a high level. But this was a great win for them yesterday. Really good win for them as well. Of course, we mentioned the Creighton San Diego State um, comeback. You know, nice comeback there by. Greg McDermott and his Blue Jays squad. Now going into tomorrow's game, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sydney Brown, Lakina McGee with you. We're talking about these Friday March Madness games going on. It looks like uh, Loyola's uh, turning run is going to come to an end. It's a little over a minute left. Um, Ohio State is now up 15, well now 14 because Loyola's in the free throw line. Loyola just couldn't get it together, it looks like. So mm-hmm. it looks like they're the fighting sister jeans are you know going bye-bye. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you couldn't get a consistent third score to help out Braden Norris and Lucas Williamson. And it looks like Lucas Williamson's career as a college basketball player will be coming to an end. As we mentioned, Lakino, like, you know, on our previous show as well, uh, Cameron Crudwick, Crudwick, who was their big star from from their attorney uh, run uh, in 2018 in the Final Four, of course, he helped shut down Kobe Coburn in Illinois last year. They could have used him today. Of course, his eligibility was up after last year, but mm-hmm. they could have used a guy like him today because uh, starting off that game, both teams were, you could tell they were nervous. They was missing a lot of open shots, and both teams were giving up a lot of long offensive rebounds, but Ohio State turned it around in that second half, and Loyola just could not get shots to fall, especially for three-point range. I know Lucas Williamson and a couple others missed a couple of easy layups, but Loyola couldn't have that uh, third score to step up, and that's what cost them today. Yeah, and Ohio State would really like stifle them on defense too. So that, yes. that's really, you know, that's really was a key in that game. They're down over in Pittsburgh. Uh, it looks like Auburn's pulling away from the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State in mm-hmm. Greenville, South Carolina. They're up 21 with a little, with a little over 10 minutes left. That game is currently on True TV as we speak. Uh, Texas Tech uh, up 19, almost doubling up on Montana State. That game is in San Diego. Uh, it's on TNT right now. And uh, Purdue trying to pull away from Yale, 26, uh, 25, to, 25 to 16, I should say. That's in Milwaukee. Our buddy Spiro Adidas is calling the game there on TBS with you know, Debbie Antonelli, who's a you know, terrific you know, analyst, you know, does you know, both men's and women's you know, basketball. She does it very well. It was a great player, too, in her own right. And uh, going into these uh, later games, uh, that game coming up on at, in Pittsburgh, 
after that Ohio State uh, Loyola game is finished, you got Villanova and Loyola, uh, Villanova and Delaware. Both the governors are uh, betting with crab cakes, so that's another <laughs> uh, nice, nice little, nice little, uh, little sidebar there. Uh, USC and Miami. That's uh, that's the Greenville game after that Jacksonville State Auburn game. That'll be on True TV. You know, um, I have Miami in an upset. Yeah, well, what would really be an upset? Seven ten is not really an upset. To say but, this. but technically, uh, it is. No, yeah, uh, Norte had to fly like cross country after that that double overtime throw against Rutgers. They play Alabama in San Diego, uh, Virginia Tech in Texas. That's that's going to be on Milwaukee. That's going to be a TBS. Mm-hmm. Of course, our buddy Spiro Diaz will have that game. The five fifty game here in Illinois. But we'll preview this. We'll, we'll preview this uh, real quick. Get yeah, Illinois and Chattanooga. That'll be in Pittsburgh. That'll be the first night game coming up. Uh, this is gonna be an interesting game, six. I, I feel like I know Kofi Coburn. I think I know that he kind of figured that you know, the other Illinois is gonna go very far in the tournaments. Look, you got a Chad New a Chad New squad mm-hmm. that can be really that's really good. So I, I think you know Illinois better not take them lightly. Yeah, uh, I hate to repeat myself, Lakina, but we've been saying this about this Illinois team all year. Coburn stay out of foul trouble. Let him do his thing inside. Let him operate inside. Trent Frazier, this is your time to shine as your st- the starting corp- point guard for the Illini team. You had to set the tempo and help guide the Illini on the floor. Alfonso Plummer, my guy, be that third scorer. Shoot from the outside, be consistent. Jacob Granderson, step up. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, the backup big man for Coburn. Uh, stay out of foul trouble. To patrol the paint from the inside. If you, if you open with those outside shots, take them. Uh, this should be a totally uh, a total team effort from Illinois tonight. Like you said, don't take Chattanooga lightly, but it they have to set the tempo early on. Get after it defensively. Take Chattanooga out the game. Don't give them any life. Yeah, because they can shoot the they can shoot the three pretty well. Chad knew mm-hmm. can. Uh, Malachi uh, Malachi Smith, who of course is from uh, Belleville, I believe, and Lucky, who of course he had that miracle three that uh, sent them to the tournament. The you know, guys stop him as well. So you'll be just see. Look at like you said, set the tone early if you're the Illini. I mean, look, I'm sure Chad knew is going to want to slow you down, and uh, you know that's sort of like their style of play. You know, they like to speed it up too. So if you're Illinois, you know, Cabello, you need to step up as well and. Look, hopefully Illinois can, you know, win this first round matchup because it's going to be a very tough one. Don't take you know, the mocks lightly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That's at 5.50 tonight, and that's on TNT. Continuing with the primetime schedule for tonight, Friday. Uh, number two, Duke will host number 15, CSU Fullerton. Uh, that's the West region in the first round. Uh, that's at 6.10 p.m. on CBS. Duke is an 18.5-point favorite. Do we see another uh, 15-2 upset? <laughs> Do well, they, we? <laughs> well, they, no, look, they've been in that spot before. Duke has remember CJ McCollum's Lehigh team upset Duke you know, a few years back, so this wouldn't be a, a this the first time. But we'll, we'll see if you know. Maybe I'm sure a lot of you know Duke fans are hoping that look a lot of pressure is going to be on these guys because it's you know mm-hmm. Coach K's you know last you know go around the tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the pressure is going to be on them to go far. You know they shouldn't really have no problem with the Titans from CSU Fullerton, but. We'll see. It should be a good one here on TBS in Milwaukee. You got LSU and, and Iowa State. LSU, mm-hmm. they don't have a coach right now. Your know, Will Wade was let go for you know unforeseen reasons. But uh, that should be <laughs> an interesting one there. And up in uh, Milwaukee, our vice producers had to call there at six twenty on TBS. Arizona and Wright State, you know, at six twenty seven on you know San Diego. That'll be on San Diego. They'll be that'll be on True TV. UAB versus Houston, the finding of the old like Conference USA days, you know, that mm-hmm. that's in Pittsburgh. 
620, uh, 820, I should say, on uh, TNT. Should be a good one here. Davidson, Michigan State. You know, I told Davidson. you I have Davidson. I have Davidson. They look, yeah, they, they, that's a really good veteran squad. Uh, that's mm -hmm. 840 on CBS. That should be a fun one. Colgate and Wisconsin, watch out for the toothpaste, as our buddy Andy Mazur said. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, look, that's a better one squad. Uh, they're not a, they're not gonna be afraid of Wisconsin. If, if if Johnny Davis can't get, you know, can't get the shoe you get, I know he's been banged up. He got banged up in the Big Ten tournament. If they can't, I know it's a home game for them because they're gonna be in Milwaukee, but if they can't get it together, they're gonna watch out for the toothpaste, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a good one here. This this last game uh, in San Diego. You got the uh, a nine eight matchup. We got TCU and Seton Hall. That should be a fun one. Yep, and that and Seton Hall is favored by a point and a half. And they'll wrap up Pick your Friday. Them. Yeah, yeah, wrap up your Friday night schedule. Uh, let's go to the Saturday game. So, Keen, if I can get them up on my screen here. A lot of good ones. Yes, yeah, a lot of good ones. We'll start off with uh, this will be the first game tomorrow morning on CBS at eleven ten in the morning. North Carolina versus Baylor. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, this could be like one of those. This could be like a grinded out type of games. You know, Baylor likes to slow it down. So if North Carolina can't jump on Baylor early, it could be a long, long night for long morning for North Carolina. Remember, it's also in Fort Worth too, so it's going to be a, essentially a whole mm -hmm. game for Baylor. So hopefully, you know, if Baylor can kind of slow it down a little bit, you know, show that veteran experience. They got mm -hmm. a lot of guys there from last year's team still there that won the championship. This should be a good one, though. Yep. At 1.40 p.m. tomorrow on CBS, following that first game will be number one Kansas versus number nine Creighton in the Midwest region, the second round. Yeah, that should be a fun one too. I think if you're Kansas, I think you don't you don't want to give Creighton like a shot. So try to like like I said, same thing with Baylor and North Carolina. Jump on them early, jump on them often, step on their throat, and don't look back. At four fifteen tomorrow on CBS, we have number three Tennessee hosting number eleven Michigan Wolverines in the South region. That would be interesting. I, I think look, I think Michigan. I think they're gonna be coming off that high from being uh, Colorado State, kind of like the prove it game, you know, for a lot of people. I think if you're Tennessee, you kind of want to use that to sort of like you know what sort of ease mm -hmm. and be a little bit mellow, and you'll know, get your guys going. So hopefully they can do that. At five ten p.m. tomorrow on TNT, Providence will host will take on the number twelve Richwood Richmond Spiders. Mm -hmm. Providence is currently favored by two and a half. That's in the Midwest region. Ooh, that should be a fun one. You know, could we see another upset? Could we? Maybe. We could. We'll we could. I wouldn't put it past uh, St. Mary's. At at six ten on TBS, UCLA will take on St. Mary's uh, in the five four matchup. That's in the East region. We could see another upset here. Maybe. Maybe. But I have UCLA moving on. Yeah, they got a lot of big guys there in St. Mary's. They, they couldn't get that basketball over that uh, over that backboard there. But uh, <laughs> but the but look, I think if, if UCLA likes to go, you know, they they play defense, so if they can go slow it down with St. Mary's. I think maybe they could probably. This could be another. This could be a, a good one too. But I, I feel like uh, UCLA will probably uh, pull away late. At six forty-five on CBS tomorrow, we'll have Murray State versus St. Peter's the Peacocks. Um, they are nine-point underdogs. Whoever wins this one, obviously, is going to the round of Sweet 16. Yeah, that should be an interesting one. I think if you're Murray State, I think the sort of like this is sort of you know the ball's in your court now. So mm -hmm. if you you with Kentucky being out, this is your chance to kind of try to get kids at Sweet 16. Don't take the Peacocks lightly because I'm sure you know. Look, I'm sure the Peacocks will have a high, but don't don't you know <laughs> like you know don't take them lightly, Murray State. I'm, I'm sure you were in that spot too, and now you're the hunted. So I think they won't be they won't be too uh. They won't be too shy from the moment. 
At 7.40 tomorrow on TNT, number four Arkansas will face number 12 New Mexico State in the West region second round. Yeah, can Teddy Allen Jr. do it again against Arkansas? That, that defense from Arkansas could be very stifling, so we'll see. If they can slow him down, that'll slow the Aggies down. So if you're Eric Musselman in the Razorbacks, I think you want to try to you know, try to slow him down, and then maybe you can kind of you know make sure to depend on everyone else. So this could be a good one here, but we'll see. In the last game on the Saturday night docket, Gonzaga versus Memphis in the second round of the rest region. Told you I don't trust Gonzaga, so I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna say that Memphis could pull it off, but if they could do like they did with Boise State, you know, slow them down, you know, make a you know, take tough shots, you know, get Timmy in foul trouble. You might see another one going down. We'll see. All right, and there's your March Madness update for Friday right here on Second City Sports. Uh, we'll have to take our two-and-two timeout. When we return, we have baseball news to discuss. A big free agent signing in a couple of places. One made sense and the other doing a Jordan Shrug. And I have a TV suggestion for you guys, and we have a plus a whole lot more nuggets. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. You listen to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls back home. They'll host the Cavaliers. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at United Center. Chicago snapped a five-game losing skid with a 114-108 win at Detroit on Wednesday. The Bulls are fourth in the Eastern Conference, three and a half games out of first behind the Sixers, Bucks, and the Heat. The Cavaliers have won two straight. They're sixth in the East, five games out of first. NHL Thursday, the Blackhawks fell 4-3 at Boston. Brandon Hagel had a pair of goals for Chicago. Alex Debrink hit with a goal and an assist. Kevin Lankinen made 32 saves. The Blackhawks at Ottawa tomorrow night. The LA Chargers have agreed to acquire defensive end Khalil Mack from the Bears in exchange for a pair of draft picks. The Chargers are expected to send a second round pick this year and a 2023 sixth round selection to the Bears for the three-time All-Pro defender. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earned Kohl's cash? Here's to longer days and more time to save. Flex Styles, 15% offer ends March 20th. Hurley, Champion, Adidas coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or account for details. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z530M Z-Track mower. Jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. You're riding around, it's like going on a go-kart. And for Rodney, he uses his John Deere X350 lawn tractor to turn his yard into... My happy place. It's a great place to do Tai Chi. I work on my mind, body, and well-being. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in the living color. Sam Lakina here with you. We have about around 25 minutes left to go in the show for today and for the week. You have a question or comment uh, uh, during our last 25 minutes or so. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page 
or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, before we get into baseball, one last update from the NCAA tournament action from earlier today. It was the Ohio State Buckeyes defeating the Loyola Rams of Chicago 51 to 54 to 41. EJ Liddell for Ohio State, 16 points, 10 rebounds in that one. Right now, late in the second half, Auburn is leading Jacksonville 67 to 55. Let's see if the Tigers can hold on there. Also, late in the first half, Texas Tech is leading Montana State 48 to 22. And just getting started uh, again late in that first half, 614 to be exact. But number three, Purdue is leading Yale, number 14, 32 22. Yeah, let's see if, uh, if, Auburn can hold on against Jacksonville State, and it looks like you know the you know Texas you know putting on Montana State early, and we'll see if Purdue can pull away from uh, Yale. So we got so got some good ones here too, kind of we talked about it earlier. So going into baseball right now, Sid, you said that there were some uh, there were some moves that were made that you kind of wonder like made you scratch your head. Tell us first the good news, Freddie Freeman. Uh, uh, He's ended his relationship. Yeah, he ended his relationship with the Atlanta Braves. He's a World Series champion. Finally, got his ring with the big team uh, in the South. He's headed west. Uh, he's, he is uh, leaving Atlanta to go to Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, he's going to be their primary first baseman. Sometimes he's going to be at the DH as well because it's a universal DH now. No pitchers are batting anymore. So uh, the National League, welcome to American League style of baseball. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure Freddie John Freeman. Lester is probably happy that he retired just in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And Chris Bryant, the former Chicago Cup third baseman and sometimes part-time outfielder, of course, he finished the season last year in the San Francisco Giants uniform. He signed a seven-year deal with the Colorado Rockies for reportedly $189 million. If you're the Cubs, if you're a Cubs fan, you should you should be pretty happy that they did not sign with the Cubs because apparently the Cubs, I guess, you know, offered him more now, but now it turns out that he ended up, you know, signing with the uh, with the Rockies. Didn't see that one coming, he got his money, but you know, can he be productive with the Rockies? I, I don't know. I don't know what Colorado is doing over there. I know that and I'm sure they need some star power to sell tickets over there, but right. uh, they haven't been in the playoffs in the last few years. They, they let they traded Nolan Arenado, their young third baseman, to St. Louis a couple years ago. I know they're trying to retool on the fly, but they don't have any pitching. They don't have anything else to offer. They have nothing else. So yes, yeah, so that's probably <laughs> that's probably why, right? I mean, it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, really, you're getting all that money? Okay, kid. You know, can't be mad at him. I can't be mad at uh, Scott Boris either. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, look, you know, look, count your money and you know, enjoy the uh, thin air and literally in uh, Denver. So uh, we'll yeah, he'll probably what... be the long All Star representative. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, because you know the All Star game is going to be in Los Angeles this year. And yep. if you're a Chicago baseball fan, the Colorado Rockies will make not one but two visits to the city of Chicago, both in the month of September, as they play the Cubs first and then the White and Sox, the Sox second. Yep. So yeah, that'll be. Get your tickets now, folks. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Padres though, aren't resting on their laurels. They got uh, Luke Voigt from uh, the Yankees, so that's an interesting, interesting trade there. Yeah, they got to do something, especially with Manny Machado going down. Uh, he's going to miss at least the majority of the first half of the season with a wrist injury. Mm -hmm. uh, San Diego, they still have Eric Hosmer. They still have Cronen, Jay Cronenworth there, starts to the defensive second baseman. You still have Manny Magellan at the at the hot corner there. But they have to do something. Yeah. 
Also, too, Kyle Schwarber is going to the Phillies, going back to the Phillies, I should say. He played for them a couple of years ago. And Joe Girardi gets his uh, universal uh, sort of hitter. And with the DH, you know, now you can use him every day. Yeah, him and Bryce Harper, is going, they're going to have, both have a long ball contest. Who's going to hit the furthest mm-hmm. out of Citizens Bank's ballpark? <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting, too. Uh, Matt Chapman, this is probably, probably the biggest one. Uh, he's going from Oakland to Toronto, it looks like. And it looks like, look, we've been saying that Toronto, yes, they need you know mm-hmm. more uh, pitching, but they can never have too many bats there. And I think Toronto, once we do our uh, divisional previews, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. Toronto is a team to beat in AL East, but I think they could definitely be right there for the wild card. They were right there last year, you know, the pitching kind of, and I think they were still traveling a lot. But I think having Chapman there kind of like sets the tone for that uh, offense. Like they really, they don't really need it, but you know, yeah. I think he definitely helps, you know, in that he brings that veteran leadership and everything else. So I really think this is a, a good move for Toronto. Yeah, we talked about Toronto for the last three, two or three years. They have a sat line up led by um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He would have been the MVP last year in the AL if it wasn't for Shohei Otani's historic season. I know they picked up Jose Barrios from Minnesota at the trade mm-hmm. down line last year. He did help them a little bit, but they still need a, a whole lot more pit, uh, starting pitching. And I think, and I think they have it. They'll they'll give Tampa Bay a run for their money. They'll definitely give the Yankees a run for their money. And Boston, they better not rest either because. Uh, Toronto gave Boston trouble last year, and Toronto wasn't uh, fully at their mode. Yeah, too, because with the pitches, especially. So, any other sort of signings in the uh, in baseball? You still got look, look. You still don't know where Carlos Correa is going to go. So we so that's still uh, left to be decided. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is saying with the Yankees, but mm-hmm. it gets a little bit interesting because he's not vaccinated, and look, that's his right, and you know, and other reasons and mm-hmm. whatnot, but. Apparently, uh, they're still under the vax mandate in some places in New York City. So, will we will we see him? Will he get vaccinated? Will it be lifted before the start of the season in about a month? You would think, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this is not a political show. We won't get into it, but you would think something we've done between now and opening day, because uh, we all know that things are opening back up. Baseball. We have we're gonna have a full 162 game. <clears throat> excuse me, a full 162 game season, and that that city, New York City, has been through a lot, just like everywhere else in the country, in the world. Mm-hmm. They they need a, a, me money, and uh, trust me, fans are not gonna come out and see subpar players. They 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 come out to see stars perform, and the, if that mandate holds up, and those players cannot play, there's gonna be a problem. And so that's what I say it's going to be. I don't want to say it's going to be riots in the streets, but I, I you wonder, like, is it going to get to the point where you're going to, you know, is it going to be like, I, I think, especially when you're, you're going through this with Kyrie right now with the, with the Nets, so in, in mm-hmm. NBA. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Soraya Suzuki, Seiya Suzuki, I should say, uh, the, the Cubs win that sweepstakes. They get a nice little utility guy, you know, coming in and, and such. Uh, I guess they are spending a little bit of money. He got five years, $85 million. But, you know, look, I think this is a nice, you know, pickup for the Cubs. I, I mm-hmm. feel like this, you know, they needed this. You know, he's a really great, you know, player from Japan. You know, he can play multiple positions and such. So I think this is sort of like, look, are the Cubs in win-now win mode? No, but I think this is sort of like a nice way. If he can kind of produce right away, I think he'll definitely sell into the American style of Major League Baseball pretty quick. 
Yeah, like you said, the Cubs have done very well with picking up foreign players uh, in, in the past. I remember at least he got up to a hot start. Coach K. Fukudome from those uh, Lou Pinella teams, 08 and 09, even though mm -hmm. he did fizz a lot every day, he had a strong start. I think he made the all-star team his rookie year. He did, so. he did, he did. And so he had a nice hot start. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Cubs as they still try to rebuild and be competitive in the NL Central because uh, Milwaukee was good last year, but you saw what they uh, that what they did against the Braves in the divisional yep. round. They flamed out. St. Uh -huh. Louis, uh, they lost in the wild card game last year. We'll see what they're doing uh, uh, coming back for this season. Uh, Cincinnati, they train up pieces too. If yep. you're a Cincinnati oh, yeah. fan or an Oakland fan, <laughs> you are not happy uh, uh, as, I, um, as opening day commences in about three weeks. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure uh, Tom Waddle, who we know is from Cincinnati, is a big Reds fan. I'm sure he wasn't very happy when they're basically when they were when they were really right there for uh, for a wild card spot last season, and now you turn out that you're you're training some of your best guys, and now you're just you know now you're kind of like you, you well I'm not. That, that, that's just you don't know what to do if you're Oakland you're thinking what what the hell like we're, we were right we we're in the playoffs the last couple of, what 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 are they doing so I, I don't know like it's it's sort of one of those days where you're sort of, you definitely want to you definitely scratch your head you, you can't you're just like wait what huh what are you doing what are we yeah. doing as Taylor 12 would say yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> you listen to second city sports on sports on chicago Taylor Kina here with you we we're, we still have a few minutes left to go on our show for the day and for the week looking before i get to my tv shows uh suggestion i was listening to a podcast from yesterday and uh, i'll i'll be fair and nice and give some credit to all chgo.com they had a podcast uh -huh, yesterday yes. they were oh, discussing yes, yep. uh, they were discussing the uh, former chicago athletes numbers uh, to be retired yep. uh they that should be retired uh, i said this for a long time and i'll say it here uh nor van Lee, even though he passed away many years ago his number two should have been retired mm -hmm. it should have happened while he was alive i, I thought of him first and they said him uh, do you think that Joe Kim Noah's number should be retired? I think so. I think he should. Okay. I think he should be. I, I feel. I. I know. But I here's. Know buddy, go, go. I'll ask another question next, but I'll let you finish up with this. Oh uh, yeah. I. I look. I know our our buddy Matt Peck. I know he would mm -hmm. love that. I think. I'm sure he would love for that. But I think he he was a big part of that the Bulls seeds. You know, he got. You know, he helped get people back into the seats. If it wasn't for certain circumstances, the Bulls probably would have. I don't want to say they would have won a championship, but they probably would have been right there. Had mm -hmm. you know for D Rose injuries and other things, you know Le LeBron, you know that kind of thing. But uh, I think he definitely deserves a shot at. It. I know he got. I know. I know he got honored at the UC uh, earlier this season, but I, I feel like maybe you know. I think jersey retirement. I think it'd be a good. I, I think like he was very productive here. He was a cult figure. Still is a cult figure here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He still has a home a home here in Chicago. So yeah, sure, why not? Speaking of joking, I heard someone else say this, and this is from another program. Do you think that he belongs in the Basketball Hall of Fame? Remember, folks, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, it. which counts for your college career along with your professional and Olympic it. career. He'll you think so? It. Because He'll he's a back-to-back -back, uh, national yep. champion with Florida, yep. multi-NBA All-Star, yep. and plays he was a defensive player of the year. Yep. You yep. think he should get in? Okay, in the Basketball yep. Hall of Fame. Okay. Yep. Yep, he will, and he will. He went. He may not get in like right away, but I think he will. I think. Look, those 06, 07 Florida teams don't get their due. I feel like so. I think that whole they, 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 they have some good players like him and Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford, and, who's still playing the league, you know, still yeah. playing in Boston. Uh, Torian Green. Torian Green, know. yep, and Corey yeah. uh, Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, yep. Yeah. I wonder, where is he playing? I don't know. I'm sure he's playing somewhere, but yeah. So 
you know, it def- I think def- he'll definitely get in. I think that whole team will probably get in. I feel like, yeah, I think Billy Donovan will get in as well. That's why Billy Donovan will get into the basketball hall of fame eventually too. So yeah, I, I think, I think it'll be, yeah, he'll get it. I think. Now what's some of the other Chicago athletes you feel like their numbers should be retired? Peanut, I feel like I think you know Lance Briggs. Although you know, look in the NFL, they're very picky about that kind of thing. So I don't think we'll see. Yeah, I think the Bears are running out numbers too. They are, they are. So I, I feel like maybe you know uh, Briggs and Peanut and you know those guys that that whole group. I, I feel like they probably will not get in eventually. Um, in recent years, do you think D Rose will get into the Hall of Fame? I you know I don't know if he'll get in the Hall of Fame, but I think the Bulls should retire his number. I know that he spent eight years here from 08 yep. until the 08, 09 season until 2016. I know things to end right here, but time, most of the time, usually heals off runes. He was the youngest to ever win the VP. That was during LeBron's first year in Miami. Yep. Of course, that team went on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I know he missed almost two full seasons due to the injury he suffered that next year in 2012. But when he came back, when he was healthy, the Bulls were right were there really as good. championship right contenders. Yep. It wasn't yep, like were. the Vinny Del Negro years when they were at barely at 500, getting knocked out of the first round. But when Derrick Rose was healthy, you had competitive championship caliber teams. Yeah, and I definitely feel like he probably, I don't know if they'll get his number retired, but I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm sure, I know, you know, Taze and Kane are going to get 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 get, re- get their jerseys retired too mm-hmm. for the Blackhawks. You know, he'll, um, who else? Uh, I'm trying to think like in recent year. I'm sure all, I'm sure a lot of the guys, you know, I'm sure Rizzo and Brian will get retired there when I was retired for the Cubs. Um, hmm. well, Frank's already, Frank Thomas already got his number retired for yeah. the White Sox. So that, you don't know, have to worry about that. I'm trying to think like anybody from that, that 05, you know, World Series team, you know, will Scott Pesetic, you know, <laughs> Jeff Blum, will any of those guys get their numbers <laughs> retired? I know Mark Burley's in there, Hall of uh, the Sox Hall of Fame. I don't know. I think his number is retired. I want to say his number is retired. So, I I think you'll that's probably enough from that squad. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, this mm-hmm. podcast, the, the the CHGO podcast, brought these two names up yesterday regarding the Chicago Bulls, Dennis Rodman and Horace Grant. Dennis Rodman, no, he no. did no, he did, he did what he was, what he was expected to do, to do but yeah. They're not going to retire his number. Like I said, he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's it for him. He's yeah. perhaps the greatest rebound ever. Horace Grant. I uh, know things didn't end right here. He left mm. to go to Orlando. No. But uh, if you gave me a choice between Rodman and Grant, it would be Grant. Grant. But realistically, they're not going to retire Grant's fifty-four years. No, no, that's not going to happen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I know uh, Bill Cartwright. I don't think so. No, that's going to happen either. Uh, we're running out of uh, we're running out of players here, Sid. Uh, I don't. Charles yeah, I Oakley, like, no. Oakley, no, no. I was like Oakley, no. I'm trying to think like you trying to think. Like Brad Sellers, no. no, no, no. Oh no, no, no. Jeff Busher, you know Jeff Busher, no. no. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, that's that's, that's probably it for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, I I feel like you know maybe. Like the guys we mentioned, we'll probably get in. I think once you know the the, the Chicago Sky, you got the Candace Parker only. She says she's only been here for mm-hmm. a year. You got that she'll get her number retired. I know Stacey Dales will probably get her number retired too. She's gone on to do some you know great things, you know media wise. You know she covers the Bears mm-hmm. for NFL Network. But uh, yeah, I, I can't really think of any anybody else. <laughs> I'm going back to the Blackhawks, especially doing their Stanley Cup run. Sharpie. Yeah, I was going to say you can. Seriously, think about retiring Patrick Sharp, number 10. Do you think maybe like an Adam Burrish, maybe? No. Hosa? Possibly, yeah. Okay. Possibly. 
Uh, Corey Crawford, who doesn't, who doesn't, you know, I feel like he's, is it, he doesn't get his res- respect anyway. I don't think they'll retire his number, but he should be in their ring of honor. honor. Yeah. Because like oh, I said, the MVP, MVP should have been his in 2013 instead of Kane's. Yeah, I know Kane yeah. said it himself publicly, but he did. He did. So, uh, yeah. So, a uh, big shout out to him as well. Also, a quick hockey shout out. Alice Ovechkin scored his 767th goal early this week, passed the honor Mir Yager for third on the all time list. He's 34 goals behind. Gordy Howe with 801, and he's about like a like about 90 behind uh, the great one Wayne Gretzky. So uh, congrats to him, and we'll see if he can he can uh, you know make it to that that point. But you know, look, the fact that he's still playing as well as he mm-hmm. is at 34 definitely should get you know some some light and some you know uh, definitely gets his props. Yeah, he's like LeBron James trying to search for another championship ring. If they can break some more records in the process, so be it. That's and that's where I see Alex Ovechkin right now. Now, will his team do well in the playoffs? We'll see. Because I think that the and this is a quick hockey minute. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the New York Rangers are the, Rangers should be are the number one team in the East. To, yeah, they're probably uh, to, the team to be to win the cup. Yeah, weren't they? Uh, I know the I know the trade deadline is going on. You know, Postal is approaching for uh, hockey. Do you think uh, Mark Andre Fleury will end up going to like maybe the Capitals? He should, but I don't think the Blackhawks are, will do the right thing. I know we have breaking news real quick. Uh, Brandon Hangle was uh, was traded yes, uh, for multiple picks, and so yeah. we'll see if the Blackhawks could do anything else. You know, new GM Kyle Davidson has a lot of work ahead of him. And and they brought somebody back too. I forgot his name. Shoot, his name's like right in my head. He's escaped me because I know he was with he was with Seattle too. And now he, he came back here. I forgot his name. I'm sure he'll come up to me as we go to break. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago as we wrap things up in these last, last few minutes. Sydney Brown, the King McGee with you. Uh, ESPN made official. Joe, uh, you know Joe Buck and Troy Edmund will be joining the uh, Monday Night Football <laughs> crew. Joining with Lisa Saunders, who will still be on the sidelines. Um, you saw, like, you know, you saw, uh, I forgot that Joe Buck worked the, the first one of the first, his first, like, national, uh, you, know, you know, places where he worked. It was ESPN. You saw that, you know, he was covering, I forgot what niche sport he was doing, but, uh, you know, like, he had that, he had the hair and stuff. It was just a, <laughs> he was like, a, like, he was like in high school or something. But yeah, uh, him and, you know, him and, uh, Troy are going to be uh, doing the Monday Night Football games and such. You know, they'll probably get like, better games. I mean, look, I, I felt, look, I liked, I liked uh, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and uh, Lewis right together. But I guess when you have the opportunity of getting like two, like your really good you know, top, you know, legendary guys in their field, you know, coming in, you mm-hmm. know, if they're available, we'll see. We'll see what other stuff they do. You know, what they do, like you know, outside, they're, they're going to be doing some ESPN Plus stuff as well. That'll be determined. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about this, uh, Sid? I know we've been talking about like the last like couple of months, but yeah, and like you said, and uh, of course. ABC is in that rotation as well to broadcast the mm-hmm. Super Bowl in the, in those a couple of those playoff games as well. So uh, they needed to make this move for for ESPN. Like you said, Monday Night Football is not where we used to be, especially when we were growing up as kids. Lakina, Sunday Night Football is the new Monday Night Football, yep. and maybe yep. hopefully with the better games, with the better matchups, uh, this will turn the tie back into their favor. And with also to them also being the Super Bowl Super Bowl rotation as well, starting in twenty twenty five. So I think. Having you know a, a seasoned you know group like you know Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck there, of course you know they've been they've been good friends for years you know so I, I think this definitely helps them and also ESPN will get a kind of a, definitely a better like plethora of games so and I look I remember you know back when we were growing up with you know Al Michaels and Dan Deardorff and you know God rest his soul you know Frank Gifford and yeah. 
to me, I think they, they I think they were very underrated because I think that's the crew we grew up with. I know yeah. we, we can't go back to the seventies because we weren't born yet, but that that was the, the one that that was probably the best crew. I feel like you know they they tried other mm-hmm. ones, of course, you know Al Michaels and John Madden, and of course uh, Mike Trico and uh, John Gruden, and of course you know the the Phil experiment with you know Joe Tess and Jason Whitney, who was very good, and the the, the Booker McFarland, the book book mobile. Oh, it was just it was just terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, like that bubble um bus thing. They yeah, did. oh, that, that was just terrible. What that big old thing he was driving around? What the hell was that? Like, come on! But and also, if you're if you're Fox, who do you go with? Who's going to be your new number one crew? We've talked about it. We've been talking about the last mm-hmm. few weeks too. If you're a Fox, where do you go here? I mean. Do you go 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 promote with it? Have a Kevin Burkhardt or Greg Olson because they they already had that rapport and with you know, with Fox getting two of the next three Super Bowls. I mean, yeah, we'll see. we talked about Will. Like I said, they have a lot of decisions ahead of them, and then got to um, make them um, coming up pretty soon. A uh, couple minutes left on the show today, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. City Lakin here with you, Second City Sports. I have a suggest uh, TV show suggestion for you guys. I started watching this program last night. It's been out for two weeks. It's on HBO Max. I think, Lakina, you said you were excited about this program. It's called mm-hmm. Winning Time, um, the beginning of the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty Dynasty uh, in basketball. Uh, Lakina, I started watching. Uh, there's two episodes out right now. The, they're going to be released every Sunday mm-hmm. on HBO Max. I started watching the first two episodes last night and this morning. It's very good. It's based off the book by Jeff Perlman. Yes. Um, based on the Showtime Lakers, and they had this disclaimer before every episode, folks. It's not a documentary. <laughs> it's dramatization based on actual events. That means when you give your cre- creative rights to Hollywood, they can do whatever the hell they want. Basically, it's just about every like TV movie that's been made in the last fifty plus years. It's like, exactly, a bunch of the ones that are, are that are fact based. You know, they guess you, know, you get like true stories every once in a while, but you know, you get the old saying. You know, at the beginning, this the disclaimer: Hey, although fictionalized, although tra- you know, traumatized, this is based on actual events. So I know Jerry West. I'm sure he, you know word is that he's not very happy about how he's being portrayed. You know, I from what I've heard, you know, the, the guy that plays Magic is a really good you know actor. Yeah, he, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if his star, his star might be on the rise too after this. They, they, um, they can't, so far, this show is focusing on uh, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, and of course the owner Jerry Bus. Yes, the late, the late uh, Jerry Bus. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be very interesting. I, I'll I'll check it out too. But look, I got all this other stuff I gotta watch. So, you know, with the besides the sports and everything, now I got all this other stuff on streaming I gotta watch. So it's it's, it's look, I'll, I'll get to it eventually, folks. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, so yeah. that's every Sunday on HBO Max, uh, winning time the like the beginning of the Lakers dynasty, and uh, it's on HBO Max. Also, to Rick Fox, a former NBA player in one time Los Angeles Lakers, he was part of that three P team with Shaq and Kobe. He's a series mm-hmm. consultant, and after every episode, he he talks with the actors for a few minutes for uh, an episode wrap up. So that's, yeah. that's very good as well. So yeah, Rick yeah. Fox has been in, in the uh, film he's industry he's for he's a he's while he's now he's behind he's the scenes. Yeah. He's a serious consultant for this show. Yeah. He's, I know he's, he's an acting too. I think he did like yeah. a couple some movies and some of that, some uh, lifetime movies, some Hallmark movies. Now he's going like, he's concentrating behind the camera developing mm-hmm. shows. So, you know, good for him. And uh, yeah. So if you guys you get a chance, check it out on HBO max. Yes. Nice job, Lakina. Another great episode down of Second City Sports as we wrap up today's show and wrap up the week. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to this weekend, Lakina, as yours surely is waiting for a baseball opening day um, approximately three weeks from today, at least if you're a White Sox fan, if you're the Cubs, it's still less than technically less, less than three weeks. 
um, against Milwaukee on April 7th, but um, it's March Madness for me. Yeah, March Madness, and also, too, we talked about some of the games in the, uh, in the NBA. Also, mm-hmm. two more. Or also, will there be even more uh, NFL free agency news that will be dropping? <laughs> That's going to be, like, I'm sure. They never seem names. to amaze us. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, will there be another trade? Or will, will Jimmy G get traded? Will Baker Mayfield get traded? I mean, there's still, like, a lot there to be decided. Mm-hmm. Also, you got the women's you know, tournament going on right now. Uh, apparently, South Carolina is uh, leading Howard. They're the number one seed. They're, Howard's the 16th seed. 44-4. At halftime, I'm not. I'm not joking. If if you look at forty four four, that yeah. Look at look at look at the box score on ESPN. I, I'm just like like. Mm, I, I don't look at me. I, I look. I it's, 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 I guess they're not messing around. I guess they well they want that title back this year. The the women's team. Uh, the lady uh, again, Coxo. On that note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Well, yeah. We well, y'all even laughing. I guess. Well, unless you're a Howard grad. I don't know. I don't know. If our uh, vice president Harris. I don't know. If she's very happy with that score right now, but. On that note, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you, you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms at Sports Zone Shy. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor, that's Second City Sports. And follow War Media on all social media platforms at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Make sure you tune in to Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, live in the 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Momo again, as you kids would say. Mm-hmm. Every Monday, every Friday, Second City Sports, live in the 11 color from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. All right. Enjoy all the March Madness craziness. I'm sure we'll probably see more upsets. Hopefully we'll see some buzzers. Buzzer beaters too. That's the one that we haven't seen yet. Hopefully we'll see that this weekend. <laughs> and then all the other sports going on, you know, whether you're a golf fan or a soccer fan, you know, it's all out there for you. Something for everybody. If you're gonna if you're not gonna get vaccinated, yo, know, please wear a mask, wash your hands, and be good to each other. First said, I'm Lakian. This is Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Go on, Line Eye. Holla! <laughs>